Hello, welcome to Two Geeks Discuss podcast. With me as always is Dan. How are you, Dan? I hope, yep, I'm good. You alright? I'm doing well. I'm doing cool. very well, thank you. Good. Uh, today's episode is going to be about Star Wars. Da, 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 etc. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you could have theme. finished that, but I suppose... Da, yeah. da, 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 da. There you go, yeah. that one. Star Wars. So, yeah, we talk about Star Wars. We talk about, well, the whole the whole saga, really. Yeah. Um, from episode one... All the way through to, but not much about episode one other than slagging it off. Probably, I can't remember what we said. You, yeah, you you kind of go to town a little bit on this one, I think. But uh, obviously, as the listener, you're going to find that out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we talk we talk about all the kind of stuff to do with Star Wars, really. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoy. Uh, it. I mean, hope you enjoy that. Yeah. Um, if you do like what you hear, please do think about uh, following the Patreon link that we've got below, and uh, and think about potentially supporting us financially. That goes a massively long way. We've got a number of options on there in terms of different stuff but if it's just kind of just a basic stuff you can do we'd love you obviously the, the thing is we want to give these um, podcasts away for free uh, but even if you can just support us a little bit there's an option is less than it's like less than two dollars basically mm. on there um, for supporting us monthly that will go a massively long way uh, but then we've got other options which gives you exclusive content only available to our Patreon members yeah. some exciting stuff going to be in there mm. and uh, yeah if you'd like to do that please do follow that link below otherwise please do enjoy this episode yeah, yeah enjoy Well, yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for and tuning in for another episode of Two Geeks Discuss. Hopefully, you're doing well. Dan, are you well? Yeah, I'm tired. Dan's, Dan's <laughs> I'm okay. a little bit tired today, but uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna soldier on through because that's yeah. what you do, isn't it, Dan? Stiff up a lip. Um, yeah. Yeah. Today. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but today we're going to be talking about Star Wars. So, and you've actually got Star Wars mug. I've uh, just yeah. realised we. I pulled the team before we decided what we're going to do the podcast on. Actually, so that's worked out. Works out quite well. Um, yeah, and we've got a Boys Brigade mug. I've yeah, I've got one about um, hope one. as an anchor. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a. I've got it. Bought. That's not as good as Star Wars. I have to say. Well, every year I get bought um, bought a present from um, from one of my boys' brigades that I chaplain for, and <laughs> so um, they bought you the one thing that they can get hands well, on. Well, this I've had a lot. They're good. So I, I've got a travel mug, um, which is good. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, that's not bad. That's a good idea. They bought what was the what was the thing? That, I can't remember what they bought me the first year. They um, but that um, that was the one that they got me the last year, which uh, yeah. We have this hope as an anchor for I'm sure I can't, 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 uh, for the soul firm and secure. There you go. It's from a song called. Is that is that we a um? Are, I can't remember what the song's called. Something anger anger something something. Is that an official Boy Scout? Boy, well, Boy Scout easy. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? If you say that again, I'm never mm. doing this podcast with you again. Mm. The no Boy Scout. It's like their it's like one of one of their slogan kind of. I don't know what you call it, but um. Yeah, it's, it's there's a song about it, and that's they sing that every so often. Oh, okay. And it's like the Boys Brigade song. Oh, yeah, very well. Um, 
Yeah, not as good as Star Wars, I have to say. That that doesn't sound as cool, or as much as going, may the force be with you. That's just easier. Yeah, and also with you. And with you, yeah. And as I always want to say, <laughs> yeah. I have to say it in church. Although, uh, you should say it, it next time. No, peace, peace be with you, and also with you. That's yeah. what we say in church. So when everyone yeah. says, may the force be with you, and also with you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and you on this fine day on the galactic yeah. star systems. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. Um, well, yeah, somebody bought me a Star Wars mug at work for Secret Santa because mm. they had no idea what to buy me. And so the, literally the thing was, you, you, I mean, people who are listening, you obviously, you, well, most of you, I'm sure, would know what Secret Santa is or have participated in one. Mm. But obviously you kind of go, here's a fiver. You need to go and buy somebody in the office who's part of your team. Do you always stick to the fiver, or do you always do you go over in, in competition? No, I do. I always stick to it. I'm yeah. not one of these people who spends like fifty pounds on something, mainly because I get people I don't like at work. So you just go, "This is how much mm. I like you. You're getting this." Yeah. No, that's not true. Actually, I bought. What was that? I bet I bought? You not, so they might be listening to this podcast. They're probably not. Yeah. Um, and I bought him. Um, what did I buy last year? I bought him um, like uh, five pounds worth of chocolate because yeah. we were like, "I really love chocolate." Um, I went, cool, I'll nice. just buy you five pounds worth mm. of chocolate. Um, that money, that is not weight. I think I'd probably buy them five pounds worth of one pennies. And uh, <laughs> I go, here you go, here's 500 pennies. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if that's a good thing. Or, that's like, that's like a, either a really brutal insult or just going, this is how much I think you're worth. Well, it's kind of like, because what do you do with it? you got to, um, but that's, you've got that's to go to the, the bank and, yeah. or, or you've got to try and spend it in a shop. <laughs> I'd try and spend um, 30, 10 pence coins recently. You could get 500 uh, penny sweets. Yeah. And just rinse a corner shop. Yeah, although there's not many, not many not sweets many now do... for a penny yeah. anymore. Yeah, the inflation, mate. Uh, yeah. Taking it out of the circulation because uh, of that. It's a brutal mistress. <laughs> what inflation? Uh, inflation. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. What a... What a way to talk about Star Wars. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Is there Dan, inflation in Star Wars? Oh, maybe. Well, you have universal credits. Does, does I don't that, think there is a... I think inflation actually, let's just do a disclaimer. It, my housemate is one of the biggest kind of mega fans, probably is the best way to point. Yeah, ben. Of Yeah, of, um, of Star Wars. Yeah. So if he is listening to this and we do get anything wrong... Apologies. We, yeah, and well, what what we will get wrong for the most part is everything. It's how well we will say how great Rogue One is and how awful the new yep. one is. Yeah, and he has completely opposite opinion. <laughs> and he's going to burn um, my clothes by the yeah. time I get home. Yeah. Um. So yeah. No. When was the first thing? First time you ever saw Star Wars? Uh, probably in the womb. In the womb. Uh, I don't know. I. Oh, um, <laughs> is in. Just, uh, that went left. That went left field. Um. <laughs> I've I have obsessively watched Star Wars since as early as I can remember. Did you start with the originals? Yeah. I can't... Yeah, I just... Well, yeah, that that was all that was out when I was a kid and just obsessively watched it. Oh, we, yeah, that's a good point, actually, because we're practically the same age and the, mm. when the episode one came out, was it 1999? Episode four. Although, actually, it wasn't episode four. It's no. just, it was just Star Wars and it wasn't any episode or anything. Um, yeah, it was. It was episode one. No, it wasn't. Well, no, because it's... First of all, the one that came out in the 70s is, like, episode four. yeah. But as in the one that came out in 1999 was, oh, was episode one. The first one you went to see at cinema. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah that's what I'm yeah. saying. Sorry. Yeah, I saw that. Sorry, yeah, I saw that. Cinema. So when we were kids, that mm. would have been. So I'm, I'm. That was the first one you could see. Yeah, that was the first the one I saw in the cinema. But yeah. I saw the other ones beforehand on yeah. DVD. We, we um, Empire Strikes Back, um, we, we'd recorded off the 
um, off the TV. So <laughs> VHS. Um, so I remember I, I watched it back now. Whenever I watch it back now, there's a point where it's Princess Leia in the um, the metal uh, bra thing. Uh, no, no, no. In so in in Empire Strikes Back. So when they're on oh, the sorry, yeah, you said. <laughs> and um, they um, there's just a point where it cuts through a break and. Um, and you see it cut in to the a TV program. Uh, you can on, t- it was on TV, it, yeah. so my parents had just recorded it off TV, and then uh, and, and then, then an advert for Weetabix. No, came no, up. but this is the thing. So they stopped it. They stopped it, so you didn't have the adverts when you watched it back. But then they didn't oh, start okay. it again, yeah. like when it started. So you missed maybe a few seconds. So you see, it, you see <laughs> right. it cut away, and it's like ITV, and then suddenly it cuts back in, and the you know. Oh so, so, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. always, remember, whenever I watch the, uh, whenever I watch Empire Strikes Back now, when it gets to that point <laughs> in the film, I always remember that's you got, where uh, just oh, this no, weird, weird break thing. Because um, I remember watching it as a kid. Yeah. And I just watch them again and again and again and again and again. Um, well, really I think there's just something so appealing about the whole the whole system, really, isn't there? Because it's this whole light versus dark big battles, heroes, villains, and just that whole kind of element within it, which just works really well, I think, and is, mm. is very, I think it's something that everybody can relate to in yeah. one way or another. Uh, we, uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't, well, I say that because... Including that, space Nazis. That, that makes, well, yeah, exactly, because this is the thing, cause it makes me feel a bit uncomfortable about what I'm about to say, is that when I was a kid, I always rooted for the Empire. Cause, Did you? Yeah, yeah. Cause, really? Because Darth Vader was the well, coolest yeah. character ever. Oh, he's amazing. Oh, um, absolutely. And actually, that's... Um, <clears throat> Sorry, I know we'll we'll come on to it with the other ones, but as a bad guy, what an entrance to just kind of come through yeah. the shattered remains of whatever that kind of you know the little fight that they have at the yeah, beginning yeah. on the transport ship, or yeah, and then just literally just a massive amount of dry ice, and yeah, then it yeah. just comes through in this kind da, of yeah, da, da, da. so Sorry, good, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Anyway, he's just and he's just so cool. Although having said that, I've recently watched the. Um, I think it's on YouTube or it's been around social media of where they um, they take a lot of early like the clips of Vader from the first film from Star Wars and <laughs> um, do a voice like change the voice to uh, Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty <laughs> oh really <laughs> it's really nice. funny and so when he's complaining about um, uh, the government when Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty oh, complaining yeah. about the government it's like Vader like um, talking about um, moaning towards Leia about um, about how they just oh, became a government yeah, it's like yeah. you did this to get away from the government then you just became a stupid <laughs> government yeah um, and stuff like that is really funny and then, you go, and then there's a bit where he, so Vader storms off and you hear it go as they say in Canada peace out <laughs> <laughs> so when nice. I see that's what I think of I think of um, Rick and Morty well, did now. I send you the thing about um, where somebody's taken the uh, the bit where he's um, holding up the guy and he's crushing him to death and he's like, where where are the plans or whatever? Yeah. And the guy's like, this is a diplomatic mission. Yeah, and yeah. then he kills him. Um, do you know that bit where he's holding him up? Did mm. I show you the picture where somebody's put in order to... So You know where they take a steal of that and then yeah. they put a little inspirational quote at the bottom? Yeah. So they've put like... Um, what is it? Um, the best type of leadership is raising other people up. Oh, yeah. No, but I've <laughs> seen like that. Darth Vader, uh, philanthropist. <laughs> I've seen that one. It's just amazing. I've seen, I've seen the one where it says um, strong people lift... Um, st- a strong person lifts people up, not puts them down. That's it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That's um, great. It's, that's really good. Um, and I think, yeah, I think just as well as an intro, that's literally the first thing you see on that the whole Star Wars mm. is obviously a ship yeah. getting attacked... You have no idea what's going on. Mm. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's loads of troops running around. Mm. Then there's this tense moment as they're all kind of preparing for this 
assault yeah and then it just goes crazy yeah and it's just an amazing yeah. intro <laughs> and actually star wars and it also shows that the stormtroopers can't hit anything yeah uh, yeah i mean there's been and also type that into google and see how many memes you get about it <laughs> but, um it also shows i mean this is so star wars the original uh so called it star wars because then um, when the second one was released they changed it to episode four a new hope i think it was originally just called star wars oh really um, yeah or so my brother tells me he's a big star wars fan and was um was was uh, old enough to go and see it at the cinema okay, when, it, yep. when it came out, and um, as in he was born, not like that. There was a you know an age limit on the film, and um, oh, that's what uh, there must have been an age limit on the film. Yeah, I think been. it was a U. I yeah, think it was a U. Yeah. Oh, I might have been a PG. I think it was a U. And um, yeah, I mean, and it does it. I mean, this is a great thing because, like, if you look back now, you, you find out that George Lucas actually there was lots of people who could override George Lucas on the making of. Um, of the, the original film, mm. and so you think George Lucas is a genius, and then <laughs> and then you watch episodes one, two, and three, and you go, oh, maybe he's not a genius. Um, and then you watch, yeah. So, um, but anyway, but the great thing is, is whoever came, hey, up- hey. The Gungans are legitimate <laughs> people. Thank you very much. Yeah, hey, you know nothing against you know Brian Blessed. I'm a big fan of Brian Blessed. Um, and um, oh yeah, he, he plays the, the, yeah, the head yeah. of the Gungan guys. Yeah, forgot about that. National wow. treasure in the UK. Um, Brian Blessed. Oh, I passed him when I lived yeah. in London. Actually, did you? Yeah, I didn't ask him about the uh, panther in his kitchen. No. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, I did, I listened to a, a podcast with Brian Blessed being interviewed the other day. Richard Herring. It's very good. Mm. If you're bored of this already, go and listen oh, to that. Don't interview. do this again. <laughs> Um, and um, anyway but what was great about the um, uh, original Star Wars is just how well it sets up the characters and the scenes Mm. so for example the first thing you see is tiny little ship um, like fleeing towards a planet and then a humongous ship now my dad I don't know how many times my dad has told me the story about him going to see Star Wars for the first time and how amazed he was to see his huge ship fly over overhead. Like he's told me hundreds of times. Yeah, how but amazed you, he was you have to remember that. the fact that this is like yeah, well, the first no, one came out in what the seventies. It's legitimate. It's legitimate for him to say that. But he has told me that story a lot. But it says how <laughs> um, how and every time we watch the film with him, he'll go, "Oh, when I saw this." this cinema. <laughs> anyway, um, and um, it's like it's always on cue. Back in my and, day, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the point is, it's like so you go, okay, small ship. Um, being chased by this humongous monster of a ship, yeah. and you kind of go, you know, that's scene set. You know, you know, these are yeah, being yeah. chased by these huge bad guys, and you and you immediately feel for the little ship, even though you don't know anything that's mm. going on. Uh, and the same with the way they set up. So we 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 record this just before the Han Solo movie breaks, which, yeah. which I think will be a good movie because. Um, when that when it's not one of the actual proper kind of yeah, when it's not part of the sequence oh, yeah it's when it's not part of the good. sequence of the good films and like all the flipping yeah we'll, we'll we'll come on to Rogue One later <laughs> Rogue One love Rogue One anyway um so but the thing is the way they set up Han Solo until George Lucas obviously ruined it by um by changing it was uh like you've got Greedo and Solo we're gonna uh, get so much hate mail from this uh, no it's, everyone agrees <laughs> so no that so the original Star Wars you've got Greedo um comes to talk to Solo and says you owe Jabba loads of money. Are we going to do this talk? Are we going to decide who shot first? No, we know. Go back to the original. <laughs> go back to the original film, and you can see it. And the point is, so in the original film, he's there. You've got this guy who is a, clearly a rogue. Obviously, classic name. You know, he is the rogue of all films, isn't he? Um, Han Solo. Oh yeah. yeah. And um, but he set him up. So that what? leather jacket, well ahead of his yeah, time. Exactly. So there's two. Um, so you've got like a two three minute scene which sets up the character perfectly, mm. where he's kind of he's there. He's he's kind of running from a. 
uh, a gangster because he owes him money because something went wrong yeah, while he was yeah. smuggling. Uh, and then he he pulls out his gun and kills this guy in cold blood, basically. Yeah, and nobody um, does anything. And yeah, and no, so and then so that's Han Solo set up as a character. Perfectly. Oh yeah, perfect. So I was I was almost a bit annoyed that they were bringing out because obviously they want to make loads of money, but that they're bringing out a solo film because it's just like you don't need <laughs> a solo film about yeah. solo because you don't need a prequel. You you set up that character like I you, you cannot you if yeah. you spend two or three hours yeah. in a film. A uh, Han Solo film would not set up the Han Solo character as well as, just that, three as that just three minutes yeah. until mm. just George Lucas ruined it because he <laughs> felt that he wanted actually wanted Han Solo not to be this bad like kind of bad guy bad guy good guy but, sure. but he's not a no, bad guy he, though, he's not he? he's... but he kills somebody in cold blood and that's really interesting so he's not this straightforward so you're talking about light and dark well, he's yeah, in the he's, middle he, but yeah he's not Luke Skywalker who's yeah. this kind of good old farm yeah. boy from yeah, exactly. Kansas type kind yeah. of feel to it who's you know? actually Luke Skywalker has the same personality type as me if you do the Myers-Briggs really um, yeah which is the INFP oh, okay um, and um, so if you know you Myers-Briggs but it's a great thing I wonder who's the ENTJ then um, of the Star Wars yeah, uh, yeah maybe we should look that up we should Ooh. maybe do a podcast on uh, Myers-Briggs <laughs> <I'm very laughs> anyway so the uh, if you know Myers-Briggs and so INFPs are really kind of idealistic and always want to kind of see good in the world and stuff like that <laughs> and there's this great meme which just says um, INFPs have a dark side too for which we profusely apologise for <laughs> and, uh, you definitely don't apologise uh, yeah, for yours I don't know no, but I think bloody I'll, emperor's children yeah that's it I think I have to do my kind of job which is dealing like you know a lot of it is I'm a minister I've mentioned before Methodist minister so I do funerals and dealing like with people who are like kind of on their you know I say last legs literally like you know dying and stuff like that so you get to the point where like the darkness you just be good like dark humour and stuff like that so oh. anyway but, but other INFPs you know profusely apologise for the their dark side too so I thought that was quite a good meme but my point being is that Luke Skywalker is the the goody goody doesn't put it yeah. in all idealistic always wants to do the right thing all the time sometimes screws up but he's really desperate to do the right thing all the time um, and whereas Han Solo isn't, he's he's yeah. like kind of in between, and I find that really great and interesting. And then George Lucas screwed it up, and when they when they remastered the films, as well as putting in all the would stupid you, CGI. What do you mean? Oh, you what? mean the bit where they actually had the the bit where he gets to the Millennium Falcon and Jabba's there? Oh uh, well, no, I mean that bit's with, a bit uh, is it's not so bad, but the it's the bit where it, where I say where the shoot first, where Greedo, oh, yeah. where Greedo shoots first, and they put that in on top because. George Lucas couldn't stand the idea that um, Han Solo might have a, a like a dark side to him, um, which is just yeah. Ridiculous. But then yeah, you kind of I think that the great thing about him is he is that character that everybody kind of loves because he's he is the anti-hero because he's like look, even you know he even says it when they're on the, the Death Star. He's like look, mm. I'm out for me. Yeah, I'm yeah, out yeah. to make money. Yeah, exactly. And I totally totally get that as yeah. a character. That's a really interesting mm, mix yeah, within yeah. it. And 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 it's interesting because on the as I say on the original films, George Lucas didn't have complete control. And so, well, again, um, though it wasn't. People were like, "What the hell is Star Wars?" Oh yeah, well, it was, an, it was a nightmare trying to get someone to even make it. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, this idea because again, it was like, "Well, what do you mean it's a futuristic sci-fi set in mm. where it's not even in our galaxy?" Yeah, okay. Well, um, I, if you want to, sure. If you want to hear something really interesting, I recommend you go in in the UK uh, on Radio Four. There's a show called Desert Island Discs, where you pick your if you're going to go to a desert island, you pick your however many tunes you're allowed on the island yeah. and they have famous people in and it's this show's been running for decades and so the ad and we still haven't been invited on I know honest, this is the only reason why I'm doing this podcast is quite to offended. get famous yeah. enough to go on Desert Island Discs <laughs> I'd love to go on Desert I think about what tunes I'd pick all the time 
Um, but the um, uh, but Alec Guinness, who played um, Obi Wan, yep. Kenobi, mm-hmm. um, he um, he went on it, Alec Guinness, and they said it was fascinating. So at the, just coming to the end of the interview um, on Radio Four, they were like, "Oh, and I hear you're doing some kind of sci-fi or something." Oh, really? And, yeah. and Alec Guinness was really kind of, "Oh, yes, it's something. I'm playing some kind of space wizard of some kind <laughs> in some adventure <laughs> thing." And he was really kind space of space wizard, massively playing it down as if it was like such. He was almost, it almost seemed like he was embarrassed or like but he was kind of would like, do because I mean, look at him. He's a thespian actor. Yeah, yeah. Through and through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the roles he's been in before that are just mm. insane. I mean, yeah. this guy, this guy played King Charles the First, and yeah. in an amazing performance of that. Absolutely, I can't remember the name of the film for that. But, but it was fascinating. You know, that to kind of go from that to, as he said, yeah. space wizard. Exactly. But it's fascinating. But <laughs> it's fascinating to hear because I completely understand why you would think that. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's fascinating. Because how, how do you describe a Jedi to somebody who's never heard of a yeah, Jedi? Yeah, no, it makes it's sense. It's kind of a. You're space, a space wizard. wizard. Here's, a, here's a space wizard. <laughs> yeah. With a sword that should have had those little pommel things on the edge. So, Definitely you need so, a pommel. So there was less hands cut off. Well, on, oh, a, on, a, on a separate note, the fact is, I mean, I've done a bit of German longsword practice. Yeah. And you definitely need the, yeah. the steel guard because... Yeah. If you don't, your literally finger's going to get sliced yeah. off. So the idea of a thing that can go through metal and stone and everything yeah. with no guard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just so like, what's what? the So what's the guy, who's the, uh, what's the, the, the new bad guy? Kylo Ren. So Kylo Ren is the first of all first the... First sensible yeah, guy out there. Of any of the Jedi slash Sith ever to go, maybe I should... Um, <laughs> Put some gun in so I don't get my hand I think I should have up. some kind of guard. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So good on. So whatever you think of Kylo Ren, you know, safety Common first. Common sense. Safety first. <laughs> safety first in the in the world of death. I like yeah, it. That's I like it. it. So um, so good. I do like him as well. Mm. We could talk but about yeah, him going back to it, I think just, like, yeah, you know, it's the 70s. You kind of, before it, you've not really had anything like it. Mm. And it's a massive... You know, it's a massive risk, and and actually, they offered all of the the cast and and crew. They said, "Well, we can either pay you, or you can mm. have a little bit of a stake in in whatever the box office is going to be." Because yeah, that's yeah. how much it was like. Well, we don't really know if this is going to do any well, mm, mm, and mm. Uh, you know, that, I'm I'm sorry, but you know, we don't really have the kind of cash that we need to pay you. But we can kind of pay you a bit now, and we'll pay you the rest in sales and whatnot. Yeah. Or you can take a percentage of the profit. Yeah. And I think it was only two of them actually did it, and Frank Oz mm. was one of them. Where he went, yeah, I'll take, I'll yeah. take profits. Why? And now he's the richest out of yeah. all of them because exactly. the insane amount of money he gets now from because Star Wars. Why would you take a percentage of a profit? But of, exactly. of a film that nobody wanted to make. Yeah, and nobody's so heard of. Think, Everyone thinks it's yeah. going to be a failure. Yeah, they have yeah. no idea what it's about at all. Yeah, everyone's the a bit one, embarrassed to even be in it. <laughs> the biggest yeah. star in it just called himself a space wizard. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. like you can't really imagine because that's the thing as well. Now, obviously, you know Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher. All of them, yeah. You know, they're all household names. You but forget the only then, one that was no- known was Alec Guinness. Yeah, everyone else was yeah. just random people mm. that they would kind of hired and went, "Cool, yeah, you're this new edgy kid who, yeah, we think it's going to be all right, but we mm. don't know, so yeah. we'll hire you." And you're not a big enough name that it's mm. not going to affect your career if it goes bad. Yeah, yeah. But also, it could potentially launch your career if yeah. it goes well. You know, and then, boom! I mean, Harrison Ford, biggest movie star from the 80s and 90s from all the films that he's done on yeah. just iconic roles mm. have all come from Star Wars yeah, yeah. Um, 
And he that was another because he'd done a, a film or two and um, and kind of given up and went to do woodwork. Yeah, he became a carpenter. A carpenter. <laughs> yeah. And then the I think they some George Lucas had seen him and said, "Oh, let's let's see if he's interested in doing another film." So his ripped body um, and was like, "Let's yeah. get that guy in to do some um, some and, roles." Um, yeah. Um, so that's it. So uh, yeah. So I mean, for setting scenes, that, I mean, it's really well done, really good, and characterization so, as well. Mm, and I think mm. partly because it's the seventies and CGI wasn't really around as much as it is now you and I think that's the thing if you look back at the films of the 70s and early 80s mm. it's all about characterization because yeah. you have to because yeah, there's yeah. nothing else you've got yeah. you have to do real development on characters yeah. whereas now it's like mm. well you can give it a little bit and now you can just fill the rest with explosions yeah. which is which is exa- which is weird because that's what, exactly what George Lucas became was yeah. hey like, yeah. so, so you see videos and this is really interesting you see some of the extras on the, on the DVDs and it seems I don't know if, how true this is but it seems if you watch the extras that George Lucas for episode one um, seems to suggest that he just he just it's his first draft and that's what they make into a film <laughs> and he's got nobody to question him everyone goes oh yeah. it's George Lucas right. well yeah it's George Lucas um, he's created Star yeah. Wars and then you see another I've seen some other footage of him watching the first kind of rough cut of the film after they've done it mm. and him kind of saying while he's watching it going there's too much going on there's too much going on in this film oh, really? and, he was, and he was trying to work out how whether he could re-edit it so there isn't a bajillion storylines all happening at once um, yeah and, and he uh, and you can see him going I think I might have screwed this up um, and <laughs> uh, basically it seems to be what he's suggesting and then they release it and yes George Lucas you have screwed this up <laughs> well um. yeah I mean if you look at the original three I mean we'll talk a little bit more about the episode one two and three in a bit but mm. yeah I mean you know I, for me absolutely the best one by far is Empire Strikes Back yeah. there is just so much badassery mm. in that from yeah. from the from the get go, mm. and I think the Battle of Hoth is still my favourite battle out of yeah. every single Star that Wars. Was, thing. Battle of Hoth was in the latest one, wasn't it? Oh no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was in Episode Five. Here we go. <laughs> the burns have started. <laughs> And um, yeah, no, to be fair, that's exactly what I thought as well when we watched it. Yeah, I um, mean, we, we, me and Adam went to see it together because <laughs> yeah, we we've got no friends. And, um, and <laughs> hey, so- <laughs> we've got each other. And that's and, all that counts. And we were, I think, we were both watching that film. We got to the point where we were just like, because I was going to going to watch it, going, I'm, I do not have high expectations of this. Well, film. no, the thing is, um, before we went in. I, I was like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do in this one. And, um, and they're going to remake both, Empire Strikes Back. And both me and you have kind of thought... And the, then saw the trailer and going, oh, that's just Empire Strikes Back. Well, yeah, but I, I kind of said, no, I think it'll be okay. I think they're mm. not going to do what we all think that they're going to do, which is make a little bit mm-hmm. of a of a redo of, of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And you went, no, I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, it's like, how can... <laughs> basically, I think they're like kind of... The premise was, how can we make Empire Strikes Back again but make it really boring? <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. what, and they did it and to be fair they achieved that so, um, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't. To them. I mean we're, we're bouncing all over them but that's yeah. fine I, I didn't enjoy The Last Jedi very mm. much I thought it was all a bit weird mm. there's some good bits in it <sighs> no there were some good bits in it I think the CGI was mm. top notch I thought that was very well, good well that's the problem again going back to what we were saying a moment ago is so not much CGI in the originals mm. and, and all done with models and stuff which I really love by the way oh, I think hugely. it was great miniature models yeah. just looked amazing and, and it worked really really well exactly and uh, and it still holds up today as yeah, well yeah absolutely and and so I'm, I really hope they re-release them on DVD of the original cut so I don't actually have all this rubbish CGI in on my DVDs but hey <laughs> anyway um, and, and so that, that's really good and but as you say characterisation great 
great storytelling, really great. Usually, so. and then the then the kind of the prequels and these new ones are kind of like, well, we don't, we just would let's just remake them basically the same story again. Explosions but, for kids, but with loads of explosions in. And actually, you see George Lucas in the originals. He, he kind of says, "Oh, they rhyme." It's like so, like episode one's meant to rhyme with episode four, and episode two with episode five, and, and that's what he's saying. Right, um, okay. which is a a way of basically saying I'm super lazy, uh, but I'm going to try and find some <laughs> artistic excuse for being super lazy. <laughs> um, and so, and, and then he backs it up with CGI, which is good. You know, the CGI is cool, and the space yeah. battles are cool. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't make you care about the characters like the original. Well, do. I think that's it, and I think uh, it's it's going from from where it leaves off. So you've got obviously New Hope. Which mm. leads in really, really well to Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Which leads in really, really well to Return of the Jedi, mm. and mm. the whole three of them together yeah. is a really nice sync. Yeah. And the characterization of all three, even of Luke, mm. from this kind of general farm boy who lives on Tatooine, feels like there's mm. more to life and more that he's got to offer. Mm. But he's kind of stuck in this area where he has to help out his uncle and his aunt because mm. that's. That's what is is that's his life. That's mm. what it's always been. But you know, and always says like, "Oh, what well, can I go now?" You know, and his mm. uncle's like, "No, I need you for at least another summer because yeah. this is my job." You know, and you can't just run off and do whatever you want. You've got mm. responsibilities. And then, you know, as, as luck would have it, they get massacred, and then he's able to go off and do whatever he yeah, wants. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, so he has that kind of frustrations and stuff. And then he obviously <clears> goes off and he becomes who he's supposed to be in the destiny yeah. side of it all. And then it's the the second one is obviously him kind of having a darker journey and, and realising yeah. who his father is. Mm. And then it becoming this real kind of culmination in the, the Return of the Jedi, which is, mm. okay, now I know who I need to be, which is a Jedi. And I'm, I know that ultimately I'm the one that needs to confront this evil, mm. which is my father. But I believe that there's some good mm. in that. And I'm, I know that I need to be the one who's going to redeem him or yeah. destroy him. Yeah. But either way, that it's going to return the balance to the mm. force, yeah. which is now out of kilter with the fact that the Sith are now on top. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, whereas yeah. the yeah, whereas the new ones, it's kind mm. of like oh, it's, it's kind of all over the place. And yeah. Darth Maul is kind of just this <laughs> random guy who is um, just kind of got a you know a, like a double edged lightsaber mm. and. He dies at the end. What? And all, and this also, doesn't make yeah. sense. Oh, he doesn't die though. I think they they bring him. I haven't seen all the cartoons, but apparently they they bring him back in the cartoons. Cause oh, they, really? They they put him on some like kind of metal legs or whatever. Science. Put him in a. They put him in a dreadnought. <laughs> Essentially, a classic. Um, bring him back. But yeah, because I, th- I think that's the thing about the originals, isn't it? Is the fact that you have this guy mm. who's in all three, who's just mm. a badass, evil character. Yeah, I've, but I so mean, much more than that you're just as well. Going to be able to top Darth Vader. For, but that's the thing he's so complex as yeah. as each one goes on you find out mm. more about him yeah. because obviously in the first one it's like well he's just this crazy guy who's hunting down um, the rebels and he's mm. doing all that kind of stuff yeah and then the second one you find out a bit more about him and he yeah. you know obviously you find out that he's Luke's father and there's a bit more to this whole story yeah and there's the culmination of all those characters in the final one and it I mean I could Darth Vader kind of stole the show in a really interesting way because from what I understand yeah. they they didn't know they were going to make Empire Strikes Back when they made Star Wars oh, of um, course yeah. and so uh, and they I don't think they realised how much of a big deal Darth Vader was going to be and if you look at <laughs> yeah. if you look at Vader he's kind of under the leash as um, yeah, yeah. as Leia says of what's his face um, CGI guy 
in the oh, new Darth, one. Oh, Darth uh, Sidious. No, 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 of um, of the commander. It's the commander on the ship. Um, I can't think of his name. Oh, right. Gra- Grand uh, Moff Tarkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. really interesting. That in the f- so in the first Star Wars film, like Vader is kind of under the command. Yeah. Of of the military. Yeah, um, totally. Whereas they they ch- kind of change that round. However, um, in that scene. In the first one, where they're all like, "Yeah, the battle, the Death Star's up and running now. Let's just mm. blow up some planets." Mm. And he's like, "You and your ancient little race of whatever—they're yeah. just useless now." Yeah, and yeah. he just almost kills that yeah, guy. So and then uh, he's like, "Hey, leave him alone." And there was a great when I was <laughs> young. Great. There was a great advert for. Um, normally, I hate adverts using like TV and um, like film for their. Uh, advertising stuff but there was a there was a great film for uh lockets which are like throat <laughs> sweeps yeah um which are which they took that scene and oh, did and, they? and use that for yeah um which was exactly yeah but it, but the point is so with with so going back to um luke as this mm. character so w- one of the things i did like and george lucas so he gets so for example he gets slagged off a lot for the space teddy bears um, in, in episode, <laughs> they're just care bears who've lost their way and um, they've all ended up on this forest planet and because yeah. they've done too much crack that's yeah. what's happened buddy but basically he was saying so he was a bit upset that everybody like kind of uh, raged at him for that um, little did know how much people were going to rage at him for the other three films that he was going to release later <laughs> but um, but what he was trying to say is yeah that, he probably came out there going jeez that was yeah something. That's some so, heavy heat I've got about those Ewoks so yeah so what he was saying was, and I, I haven't seen the Ewok film as well there's an Ewok film do you know that? Shut up. No, no, you don't know that. Up. Yes, I'm not joking. We should maybe watch that. Oh, I dear. I, I've never seen it, but there was a whole film made about the Ewoks. No way. Yeah, I'm not joking. Oh, I've not seen I, it. I, I, I had no idea really? about that at That's all. That's amazing. Um, yeah. yeah, we're going to have to watch that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what, what George Lucas was trying to say with the films, which I think is, is really cool, is that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter whether you're... Um, you know, if you're under an oppressive power, it doesn't matter who you, who you are, whether you're a farm boy, whether you're a space teddy bear, whether you're um, a, an Asian slave making Star Wars merchandise. Whether it doesn't matter who you are, you can um, you can rise oh, up, God. and you can rise up and overthrow um, you know these horrendous powers, and that's what. What uh, the best thing would be is somehow. In some Asian sweatshop, somebody's just listened to our yeah. podcast yeah. and immediately yeah. rises yeah. off. Well, I just, I just think it's ironic that George Lucas was saying it doesn't matter who you are, mm. you can rise up and overthrow evil uh, powers. Yeah, yeah. Um, not taking into account the amount of like, Store, d- toys like, and things that are made in China yeah, by, and other by, Southeast by, Asian by, countries, like by child slaves and stuff yeah. like that. So I think that I think that kind of irony is is lost on George Lucas, or at least is. <laughs> put a lot of money between him and that irony to the point where he doesn't Yeah, there's, there's an amazing thing when you can put um, an entire ranch between you and reality. It's mm. pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I think <clears throat> I think that's the thing about the originals is just they're so good at, at, at characterization and the mm. whole way through and, you know, Han and Leia's relationship again is just an amazing culmination and, and growth over mm. those three, Yeah. The all, all three of those movies which is great. Mm. Yeah. And you don't really get that, I don't think, in in the episode one, two, and three. And I think we should mm. come onto that where I remember seeing it, and obviously everybody was like, "Well, there hasn't been a, a Star Wars film for like fifteen years or something. Mm. We never mm. thought we'd see another one." All my days, episode one. Yeah, yeah. Wow, you know. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. where it leaves off, I think the 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 line that a lot of people use is, "You're only as good as your last project." Right. Or, yeah. you know, as a director, you're only as good as your last film. Mm. And I think this is really good because, again, you kind of go, well, Star Wars is only as good as its last film. 
And the last film that they had before that was Return of the Jedi, yeah. which was this massive culmination yeah, of all yeah. of the things that came together. Uh, so people and, again, and it worked so well, you know. But so, it was a great rounding off. Yeah, you could easily yeah. go. We well, can never ever make another mm. film again, and it will yeah. still be perfect. So what was so George Lucas obviously what his genius was was to retain the merchandising, <laughs> right, merchandising rights for Star Wars <laughs> so therefore yep. between episode um, 5 and ep- oh, episode 6 should I say and episode 1 like he has made a lot of money out well, I think it's worth like 3 billion now yeah so then he can just fund like fund his own film and do whatever he wants <laughs> yeah um, and ev- so everyone's really excited George Lucas making a new film <laughs> and um, and then it turns out you know maybe he should have had some people who could say no to him um, Maybe should have had some external advisors before yeah. he just went straight into making. Yeah. yeah. Well, didn't you well, say? At least maybe you know. At least maybe kind of don't just do it on the first draft. Yeah. Didn't you say he did the first draft in six weeks and it was like pretty much that's what we're going with. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. And as a writer yeah. writing my first draft of my fourth yeah. book, yeah, I'm not going to take that. No. I mean, no. I even I know even without finishing it, I go, I'm going to need to do a lot of work on this. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Get this to a place. Yeah. So yeah, I would never take a first draft. That's mm. that's dangerous. Yeah. Very, yeah. very dangerous. Um, but I think it was just going into it. I was like, this is going to be great. You know, I remember the original three are just awesome. Mm, mm. And then you go, oh, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's all you need to say. And people, mm. are, people are listening and understand how yeah. tragic that character well, is. Well, I mean, it's... And, and Unless the conspiracy theory well, is true. That's interesting. Because George... Um, George George Lucas was is very grumpy. George Lucas. George Lucas. George Lucas is very grumpy about everyone's emergency powers. Off. Yeah, about him slagging off. Um, uh, George R. Because just this terrible character. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally and, okay with slagging him off. A theory, He's awful. Yeah, exactly. But um, he, there's a theory that he was going to be the arch Sith <laughs> bad guy. Um, and there's lots of there's lots of kind of things which are suggested that maybe he's theory, got Jedi just, powers. It would just be amazing. Um, It'd be amazing if that was true. Yeah, the I mean, sleeper agent. He's almost. certainly the arch bad guy in as much as he he was the the arch ruiner of uh, there was cause the there was arch lots, saboteur. There was lots of things that ruined the prequels. But I think top of that list is Jar Jar Oh, totally. Just uh, it's just. The Trade Federation. I mean, just these guys mm. who were basically fish. Yeah. In loincloths but again, that, that's and kind weird of okay hats. though, because like you know, the, like Star Wars has always done like kind of lots of peculiar-looking humanoid. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Actually, stuff, yeah. which is fine. So ET, including. Um. Yeah. And yeah. And um. But then they came to it like with trade negotiations. <laughs> it's like, that's what you want in Star Wars. Yeah, trade exactly. negotiations. Having said that, I must say. And that's a major plot through the first one. Yeah. I mean, I think I watched the uh, episode a blockade. one at the cinema when I was, I must have been 11, 12, 13, yeah, something like that. Same, yeah. And, um, and it could come out in 2000. No, 99, I think. Oh, 99, so I would have been 12. I was, yeah, because I was 11, I think, when we went to uh, see it. Yeah. And to be fair, I did, re- I went crazy for it because mm. it was still. It was still a Star Wars film, and like, yeah, and, jo- yeah. and and Darth Maul was was like really cool to a, a twelve year old and stuff like that. So, yeah. I, so I must yeah. say, as a as a twelve year old watching that film, I did enjoy it. It's only kind of looking back on it that I've kind of gone. Uh, yeah, but it, I think it's just there's just so many parts of it which just didn't didn't meet up to standards, especially when you compare it to the originals. Where mm. it's like, well, the character development's not really there. Like Obi Wan, yeah, kind of a bit. You know, juvenile to begin with, then he loses his master and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah I need to start taking things seriously. Mm. Whereas, you know, and then it, then it kind of develops it a bit more in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. 
But again, that one, it's like, well, you just put Christopher Lee in it for mm. weight. Yeah. And he's like, looks a little bit like a smart Saruman. <clears throat> and you've given him a, a, a red blade. Doctor on us. Yeah. And it's just like, well, the second one again, you know, more random robots, mm. but you've given them silver robots now who yeah. are much more bulkier and they're harder yeah. to kill. And, yeah. you know, and then you've created another alien race, which are the, the, not the, is it the Geonesians? Yeah. The ones that are on the oh. kind of insect oh, yeah. planet. Um, yeah, is that, is that right? Which are the ones which are on the... Which are the, the ones cl- that the, the, which clones are the cloners. That's Camino. Camino, yeah, they okay, yeah. So it's the Geonesians, yeah. which are the, 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 the kind of... Yeah. Dead Don Wee's here. Yeah. And then you get Boba Fett coming yeah. into it with his dad. I mean, this is the thing, because everyone, everyone moans <clears> that they've ruined Boba, Boba Fett. Uh, or no, it's the Django Fett. Which one is it? Django's his dad, and then yeah. Boba Fett's... Boba Fett, yeah. But I don't yeah. think... I'm I'm not a fan of Boba Fett. I don't know why people go crazy for Boba Fett. Well, Ben was saying about it as well, like because I was like, I love Boba Fett, because mm. he's a badass. And But it's the mystery. Dies, is it, is dies this a thing? really quickly, really easy. Yeah, but, I think, yeah but this is the thing. Because I was like, in the in the second one, it's the mystery of the mm. fact that it's like, who's this guy? And why does he have a massive issue with Han Solo? Yeah. Because it's always about like, look, I'm going to get him, but mm. you owe me for this. Because like, Interesting. I, mean, I want to kill him, but I'm obviously giving yeah. it to you. Yeah, so I guess in the new Solo film, they'll probably bring that out. Hopefully. So hopefully. What, that, that's really interesting. So let's, let's say some nice things about Star Wars. Because <laughs> to be fair, Star Wars is incredible. No, and um, th- I think the thing is, it's, it's the... And, and, I, and I know it feels like we're doing a bit of Star Wars bashing because mm. I think it, the problem is is when you love something so much, mm, yeah. you have such a, a love for it, you want it to be the best it can yeah, be. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. Yeah, when I feel kind of let down. Yeah, yeah. because you, the f- mm. first three are just so amazing yeah. and it, it kind of feels like it's it's always been a bit subpar up to mm. that point, except yeah. Rogue One. Exactly, and so this is really great. So going back to episode four, so episode four was great because it was it's such a simple idea. It was basically like um like kind of medieval knights in space that was the premise of it <laughs> and that's it so yeah. you've got you've got kind of a big castle and you storm the castle to rescue the princess it's all like classic medieval yeah. simplistic Actually, storytelling you know, it, yeah. I mean, no, it's like yeah. yeah um and so they so they they, they but with nazis yeah that's it yeah and so you kind of uh, so you didn't didn't think too much about the, garbage the plot yeah they didn't think too much about the plot um, and so blowing up the Death Star was a bit like, it, it was a bit ridiculous in a way. And then they didn't realise just <laughs> yeah. how great it was going to be. And then kind of several decades later, they That's go well, back. Well, this thing, kid, and get out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they go back and kind of make this film Rogue One to basically, it was the kind of most expensive way of filling in a plot hole ever. Uh, to make, <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, that's a really good point, to, isn't it? To make this film, but, but I'm so glad they but, made they, it. <laughs> but they did such a great job of filling in this plot hole and making oh, and making yeah. the explosion of the Death Star make sense, which is which totally is really makes sense. great. Totally uh, makes sense. And and so this is why I really so the problem with the other films is um, is that they and particularly the Disney ones now is the ones made by Disney is they're kind of like well we need to make loads of money out of this so we are not going to let anyone do anything creative we are just going to remake the the originals even though the prequels were kind of remakes of the originals as well um so let's just remake them in a slightly different way yeah. with some wooden acting and um, I'm mentioning no oh, names. Oh, don't, don't. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about, and I feel exactly the so same. So this is the thing. So actually, so um, well, I'll just we'll go for the acting just for a moment. So, um, so the woman who played what's her name? So uh, oh, I'm so bad with names. The the girl plays Ray. Ray. So Ray. So this Daisy thing. So Ridley. Adam. When we're talking about the first 
uh, first of the new ones, so episode seven. Force Awakens. Um, yeah, I, um, Adam was saying how wooden her acting is, and I was saying I think she's all right, and 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 I think any any way you slag off her acting, you can say well she's quite new to all this. This is a big deal for her. Yeah, first film and all I, that yeah, kind of stuff. I thought she acted all right, um, and, but any kind of. I kind of give her the benefit of the doubt on the basis that it's a, a first film or first major film at least. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to watch The Last Jedi and her her kind of bad <laughs> acting is deafening with um, with how bad it is. And I'm really sorry if you ever listened to this. Like I, you, I, I saw you in... Yeah, Daisy, clearly yeah, you're going to be listening to I, this. <laughs> you might do. And I'd love you to be... And I saw you in the the one about the train, the Murder on the Orient Express. I thought oh. she was quite good in that. Um, but I just it was a shame about that one but anyway so the, the well the, I mean I told you that story about J.J. Abrams who directed yeah. Force Awakens yeah the first day she turned up on set oh yeah and he, that, the first oh, take they so did feel for her he, he went oh let's cut 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 and um, and then they were like okay yeah, get ready for the next scene and he went uh, yeah Daisy um, uh, act better <laughs> Act better. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then just it's just, to I mean, it's a bit. I mean, it's a big deal to be in that film, and to be oh, fair, you yeah. need to be on your game. So no, I, and I totally I understand the pressure sorry. and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But it just, I don't know. It was just like, I can see why they've hired her, yeah. and especially from a Disney point of view, now that yeah. they own it, because it's like, well, Is she's she, attractive, but she's not insanely attractive to take kind of mm, attention away from the story. She's the new Disney princess. As she's well. the new Disney princess, essentially, <laughs> and it's it's like you're. You know, she's not Catherine Winnick, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, you're kind of in that mode where you're like, she's attractive and mm. she's going to do all that kind of stuff, but yeah. she's not going to be, yeah, too much of like a sex symbol, yeah. essentially. Yeah, but I, and so I've got a, I've got a soft spot for her in as much as, and I've got a lot of time for her, and I've got, you know, I'm going to give her yeah, a Yeah, this makes it sound like I, I hate it, and it's not that, it's um, just, I feel like yeah. in those two movies, it was just really wooden. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. it, and you know what I mean and mm. it's like well there's there's no depth to this character yeah. that I'm seeing and especially mm. and and again I know there are going to probably be a lot of people who were screaming it's in the comments mm. but yeah. this is the way it is and this is the way so I feel we, it's mm. just I've not seen anything that I've kind of gone wow you've really captured my attention in this yeah or I actually because again it's not like I feel anything for mm. her if she died uh, I wouldn't really care no I think I think I do I think I think I've got a, I think I've got affection for her um, so they have they have done some good characterisation with her. Is she the one who dies in the Orient uh, Express? Is that why? No, um, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think she is. No, she isn't. No, she doesn't die. Anyway, anyway, um, she's the one who did it. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, oh my gosh! Just spoilers um, every time. No, no, that's not. That's not oh. true. Um, or is it? <laughs> anyway, uh, the point being is that. Um, so what I was saying was, is the you've got these films which basically have just got they've got these big tick boxes saying you must do this, you must do this, you must do this, which is basically you must remake the other, uh, yeah, because yeah. we know that that's going to make loads of money for us. And then it comes to yeah. Ro- um, to Rogue One, where it's like mm. we have no tick boxes, just make because you don't need them. Yeah, just make <laughs> yeah. an original film and we'll see how it goes. Well, it was the filler, wasn't it? It was the filler mm. between episode seven and eight seven and eight yeah. yeah and it's like oh great we can we can do whatever we want mm. essentially and they made and when they were when it's like the Lib Dems and this is I think this is yeah this is a um, yeah well I, I think loads of political jokes I'm not going to go down the um, school fees um, <laughs> so university fees anyway the, um, you know that was ah. <laughs> Oh. Anyway, if you want to be talking about being turned to the dark side, um, me tempting you with politics. That yeah. was definitely well, yeah, and uh, very much the um, the Darth Sidious going. 
Um, Let's right. team up join us. Series. Join us in coalition, <laughs> and your journey to the dark side will be complete. <laughs> um, anyway, <Woo>! the- <laughs> all right. I'm not a fan of the Taurus. Anyway, uh, <laughs> really, yeah. I'd never guessed. But the thing is, that they were allowed to make this really original film. They're allowed to do whatever they want, and yeah, this is yeah. a thing for. And this is for the whole of um, Hollywood. Is that nobody's allowed to make original films anymore? They've got to be... I would disagree with that. I think to, there are some original films out there. There are some, but there's a humongous percent, percentage which are remake or no, reboots. No, I, obviously, and I think that anybody who's been around for the past mm. five years will will think exactly yeah. the same or will have seen it. There are just reboots left, right and centre And they're all just, the they're, there's no imagination. The, the one that strictly comes to mind that came out this year, which was an absolute abysmal failure, mm. was The Mummy. I mean, you don't oh, yeah. need to remake that film. Mm, no. I mean, one, Tom Cruise isn't as good as Brendan Fraser, to be honest with you. The yeah. time setting of it being modern as opposed yeah. to the originals, which were, I think, in the yeah. 1930s was yeah, the way they did it. Yeah. That made sense. It was a really good storyline. Mm. I really enjoyed that movie yeah. Yeah. in 2001 or 2002, yeah. whenever it came out. Yeah. And I think just, you know, Tom Cruise running away from stuff. <laughs> just leave that to the Mission Impossibles, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Which he's quite good in. Um, no, and they're really good. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and they kind of. But yeah, there are a lot of remakes, yeah, and I think there yeah. are. There's an element within, mm. unless, you know, unless you're like a. Oh, who's the guy who did? Uh, oh, Christopher Nolan. That's it. Mm. Where it's like you can do original films. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's the guy. Yeah. We'll give you money. Um, yeah. You know. Then, um, then yeah. No, and I do. He did. But then do, it's also, he did do a remake in Dunkirk though, because that was that was <laughs> that's a, already been that, happened. That that's a, historically <laughs> accurate. I mean, come on. Um, and um, yeah, and so. Uh, oh goodness! For the first time on the podcast, I've actually lost my thread. We do so many, so many tangents. Oh no! So Hollywood. So the, it's a kind of a message for the whole of. And he's back. Um, yeah, no, I'm so, I'm so tired. So I almost lost it. It's a message for the whole of Hollywood where they've just got to, and I remake some reboots, which have no imagination, and they kind of ruin, they kind of stomp on films that I, that mm. I loved. And I've suddenly realised today, actually, at some point in the near future, they're going to remake Back to the Future. Um, and yeah. that's going to be yeah. a horrendous, horrible travesty. Um, Probably and, when Bob Zemeckis dies, or Zemeckis, whoever the guy who did the directing for the. Oh, original. is that right? Yeah, and oh. so, oh, so that's going to happen. But Rogue One, you can do whatever you want, and lo and behold, Hollywood, it was an incredible film. It turns out when you let creative people who are really interested in making like really creative and interesting films when you allow them to do creative so the head of things, universal dreamworks yeah. um paramount pictures if you're listening yeah. let come pe- on let people do creative things and listen to what dan's and saying to be fair and who is who is your major threat at the moment places like you know things like netflix etc yeah what yeah. are they doing loads of interesting loads of original creative stuff. original yeah. stuff yeah, same with amazon it. yeah Exactly. Um, yeah, massively so. And I mean, some of the stuff that come out is great. Yeah. Absolutely great. So we have, um, But it's, it's the fact that they're willing to give it a go. Mm, yeah. You know? And so you have Rogue One um, and you're allowed to do what you want. And it's Brilliant. In, it's incredible. Absolutely amazing. amazing. It's probably film. my second favourite after after Empire, I think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it might be my favourite Star Wars film. But I think it's the fact as well that they all die. Mm. Like yeah, all of them died. Spoilers, yeah. um, and but that's. The, um, I love if there's somebody trying to listen to this and like, oh, yeah. listen to the new yeah, uh, two geeks discuss podcast before yeah. watching Rogue One. This one's that's on it. Star Wars, yeah. yay! Um, and um, and it's great. So they're kind of they're not goodies, they're not baddies, they're not. Yeah, and, they're and, just people, and they're a lot just of, people, and obviously a lot of the um, a lot of the kind of other films is just about this one family that's screwing up the, <laughs> yeah. the universe, bloody Skywalkers, you know, which is like which is a good like you know because that's very historical because normally you know there's just one family of royal 
royals who screw up the planet for you know hundreds of years and that's you know that's kind of our history so the that fits oh, with here the, we go the monarchism with, again yeah. so that fits with the kind of classic castle and knights and rescuing the princess kind of thing anyway and, Nazis. and yeah and yeah and um and and suddenly you've got a really interesting so they're really great characters so like one of the main characters mm. who who you kind of love is um and I, I can't remember his name now in the his actual name or is the name in his film but it's the first um i think uh major kind of um, is it the guy who kills the guy at the beginning? Yeah, the guy who looks like and uh, his, and uh, Pedro Pascal, but it's not him. I don't know. And he was, I, and I think so. He's Latin American, certainly, yeah, and born. Yeah. I think in Mexico. I think I'm right in saying that. I kind of feel like I, maybe I've got that wrong. And I and I don't want to do the thing of just accidentally going. Oh, I assume he's from Mexico because he looks like he's Latin American. I think he, Central or yeah, Latin American. Yeah, Central. Oh, Central. Oh, okay. That, that, My that's a broad spectrum. Yeah, and I'm really sorry to everybody who's listening. Countries. In, yeah, and. Um, but anyway, I think he is Mexican, and uh, and if he's not, I really apologise for getting that wrong. Um, and he's so first like kind of major Mexican actor to be in in these kind of films, which is, uh, uh, which is yeah, really great. Yeah, okay, I think so. That's cool in itself. But also, you know, the one of the the major good guys. Or one of the the ones the characters that you really get behind look, yeah. starts off by starts killing by someone. Killing somebody. And who, well, that was the thing. Who as well. else does that in Star Wars? Oh, the other loved character of um, <laughs> Han Solo. Solo. Yeah. Um, and so and so people moan about him going, "Oh, I don't like this film because like you start off by." Like, but, no, but I think it was it, it shows the desperation yeah. really really well, and this idea of well, look <clears throat> the the. Empire. Mm. Actually, I think that's the thing as well. The Empire in that movie mm. is shown so well as being this yeah. absolutely malevolent, yeah. just oppressive yeah. force. Uh, and all, it's like, you're everywhere. Yeah. And if you step out of line, we're just going to kill you. Yeah. It's not a simple case of yeah, you're going to yeah. go to trial, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we'll just kill it's you. It's just going to kill you. And even above the planet that they're on mm. at the beginning you see a, you see a Star Destroyer and yeah. I love the fact that it's like Adam's hey got his, just Adam's as got a his reminder. hand up in the air with just showing where the Star Destroyer <laughs> yeah, is just, yeah, just, <laughs> just in case anybody just who to, can't you know visualise this aka yeah. me knows where it so, is yeah and, and yeah and, it, and, it, and, it, and it, it's the first film so as I say mm. I grew up like just rooting for the Empire because Darth Vader was so cool <laughs> And this is the first film of all well, it's, of them. It's the propaganda things that have come yeah. out of it are just so good. Where yeah. it's like he can't do it by himself. Join the empire now. Yeah. Have you seen that one? Uh, no, but oh, I've got a T-shirt so which says like, which has got the classic kind of "Your empire needs you." Yeah, and it's got yeah. Darth Vader's face with the point with of the finger, yeah, Uncle Sam face. Cool. Instead, yeah. yeah. Whereas this film makes me hate the empire. Um, it just makes me despise mm. the empire because they, oh, yeah. they're just shown to be absolutely horrendous and awful. And it's almost like this hopeless struggle. And well, that's it. That's it. Because you. You really do feel for them because you go, okay, this is a real struggle. This mm. isn't just like, oh, it might kind of go in our favour. It might not. It just depends on the day. It's like, no, you're really up against it. Yeah. Like, this is an absolute suicide mission. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's the way it's portrayed yeah. and that's the way it should be because mm. it goes, there is this is such a slim mm. chance that we're going to do this. Yeah. And the desperation of, of needing to do this as well. Not like a, oh, we should probably do this because it'd be good for the galaxy. It's like, yeah. no they're about to create a weapon that's going to destroy planets. Mm. And judging by the oppression that they've already used, they're not going to yeah. shy away from using that. 
if yeah. any kind of opposition done. Yeah. And this is our only chance to do it because once it's up on operational, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. And you care for all the characters. So like yeah. when, when when the robot dies, I can't think of his name, K- K2SO. K- I knew it started with K. K2SO. Yeah. He, like, he, when he dies... Best character like, in it. Yeah. Best character just, in it. Like, you, it's like painful. It's horrible. <laughs> it's just the bit on the planet where she shoots the other guy who's exactly the same mm. as him, Droid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. And he goes, did you know that wasn't me? Yeah, yeah exactly. And she goes, uh, yeah. I mean, so one... So one of the things, the great, uh, major great things from episode seven is like when Han Solo dies, it's that is like horribly painful to watch, and so they do do yeah. that quite well. But in in Rogue One, like, I think I was uh, as upset about K two S O dying as yeah. I was, uh, or being destroyed as I was Han Solo dying. <laughs> oh yeah, um, you know, and so that's that shows just mm. how great that film has been made. Absolutely, um, and I think the really fact good. that all of them do die at the end just goes to the desperation of it yeah. and it's just this 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 kind of pressure that builds throughout the whole film of like mm. well this situation is getting more and more desperate as yeah. it goes on and it's like well we've got this one chance mm. and, and we need to do it we need to go for this but you know yeah. the alliance are not sure about it and mm. and I like the fact as well because it's such a hark back to the original films Yeah, like yeah. you see all the old X-Wings and you see yeah. the whole kind of the old costumes and stuff Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they kind of go well yeah we're going to go for it but it's this mm. kind of ragtag team that kind of just mm. take it on themselves to do and, and go and, yeah. and, and do it and and I love the relationship between Jin and her father as well, mm. who's played mm. by Mads Mikkelsen. He's a great, who great is really actor, great because it's really like, well, yeah, I, I I knew that I was going to be get get taken to work mm. on this thing. Yeah. So as a result, I'm going to sabotage from the inside, yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm going to try and get to the Bothan spies to let mm. them know that actually I've made this like chink in the armor, basically. Mm. Yeah. But then the guy who plays his kind of overlord, who comes and picks him up at the beginning, mm. is such a brilliant mm. evil character. He, he's ex- I don't know what his actor, the actor's name is. Yeah, nor do I know his character's name because I'm horrendous <laughs> names. And but just exceptional, oh, exceptional so acting, good. exceptional character. Yeah. Um, and he's just such a. And it's like the bit where they they test the the the, the gun for the first time. The but it's, it's the fact that they don't test the whole thing. They just yeah. test one. Well, they of can't because of the storylines. But, yeah. but, but that makes it really great. Oh, even better. And so and so you <laughs> it just wipes the plat- that yeah, city off the map. That's it. And you see this huge explosion, which you oh, can see from space so, so easily because it's so oh, massive. Amazing. And and it's great. So you've got all these people from the Empire who are just there looking at this explosion. Mm. And he goes, Oh, it's beautiful. And it's just like, oh, how yeah. horrendously awful is that? You've just killed thousands of people. <laughs> and you and your reaction to that is, Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And and that's you know, that's Oh, that's and it incredible. shows but I think as well that film shows the, the power politics ex- politics mm. that goes on in between the empire and yeah. in between the different levels yeah. within it yeah, yeah, yeah. which is just so cool because mm. you see yeah. obviously the you know when he goes and sees Grand Moff Tarkin mm. who is an amazing CGI of him actually mm. but that was a bit weird that that was a bit like oh uh, I, I thought the I know, CGI I, I, was I liked really it and obviously really it was good, good but at yeah. the same time you kind of go it kind of feels a little bit like stepping over a boundary here from an artistic point of view. Maybe. But I, don't, I, do, I don't think so. But not in a huge way. Yeah. That's my own personal thing. Yeah, I think they did all right. we'll put that to the side. But I think, yeah. you know, the fact mm. that then he, he's like, well, I need to get this put through and there's, mm. there's blockage from other <laughs> officers. Mm. I'm just going to go straight to the guy who I know is going to be able to mm. be just kind of get mm. this through. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. Bring the bad boy back. And it's great. And, and there's it's a bit, so good. And there's a bit, because I, I, I think, because there's a bit where, so actually my, the one thing that I thought was the weakest... <laughs> 
and sadly, so this goes to my love of Darth Vader and my l- absolute um, love of James Earl Jones. Um, my favorite, yeah. my one of my favorite TV shows is House, and he plays uh, an African dictator in um, in House. <laughs> Have you not seen that? Oh, we should watch that episode. I haven't watched any of House. Oh, no. we, okay, we should watch that episode because okay. it's really good. And I recommend the um, just yeah. I need to remember that we're doing a podcast. So also, um, kind of people listening, I recommend you watch it at House and particularly look for the one with James Earl Jones in, and he plays this African dictator. Um, so I love James Earl Jones. I love Darth Vader, but it's a it's kind of because James Earl Jones is obviously now very old <laughs> compared to what he yeah. was, oh, yeah. um, and so you kind of hear that come through in Vader's voice, uh, but which is kind of a bit, a bit strange. But I still, I you know, I've, I kind of let them off of that because one, it's James Earl Jones. Two, it's Darth Vader. Yeah, and three, they they still do it very well. Oh, massively. So. Um, but what I love is the guy. Oh, what's his name? Okay, what's the guy? The, the arch bad guy in um, in Rogue One. The one, um, the, you know, who's like, oh, it's beautiful. The one that we just were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't name? remember his name either. Oh, okay, fine. Okay, I thought I just immediately forgot what you no. said. Anyway, there's a bit where he's getting choked by Darth Vader, and oh yeah, and, and when he's and he's like, don't choke on your ambition or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, and so the thing good. is, and what I love about that is, just before it cuts away, you see his face, and he's got a little smile, almost oh, like he's. Yeah. And I was like, if, was he? And I don't think this is the case actually. But I was like, was he? Oh, no, was he enjoying no. being choked by Darth Vader? Is that what he's into? <laughs> Which is which is which is really interesting. Um, First of all, this is a Disney film, yeah. Very much so. There's going to be oh, yeah. some PG elements to that, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, probably did, yeah, um, yeah. And it's just the the fact that the one they kind of have this this really nice tie into it, and it, mm. it made me have all these kind of feelings of just novelty and kind of mm. oh, it's really nice to see him back and yeah, the whole kind of you know seeing stormtroopers as mm-hmm. they were and yeah, yeah. and just even. Uh, Again, just when they're on the kind of paradise planet where mm. all the data files are and they try yeah. and have to take it back and go up the tower and all that kind mm. of stuff when they start dying. Just amazing the way that they do that because it's like, yeah, these stormtroopers are amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're just killing everything. Mm-hmm. And you really, really, really don't stand a chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just this total suicide mission. I thought yeah. that worked really well. Well, they did. Well, the interesting, they, they kind of had hope that it wasn't going to be a suicide mission. Yeah. And then there's yeah. a point where the, the thing gets locked, the gate's locked. Mm. And then I can think they all kind of, they don't say it, but they all <laughs> kind of go, oh, we're going to die. We're all going to die here, yeah. but we, we at least need to see this yeah, through. And it, that's incredible. what I mean, and it was so good about just mm. doing that, and then the fact that, yeah, the the, the rebel fleet does turn up, and it's this yeah. desperate fight, like a really, yeah. really big struggle it, to yeah. just get this thing the, open so they and, can deliver the data. And so when I first when I first watched the film, um, there's an amazing scene where, you know, kind of where Darth Vader wins um, Hall Monitor of the Year Award, um, where... <laughs> <laughs> where he, um, he made it the end bit yeah, where he yeah. tries to get back and there's a point yeah. and this is the, so so we all know that they they get away with the plans and that's where the where, uh, yeah that's because that's where episode four obviously starts um and, and i didn't know that yeah but the thing is like I, I was so emotionally involved in that film that i couldn't even concentrate on what darth vader was doing on that scene you just want him to get because things, i was yeah. so stressed about them getting <laughs> yeah. the plans to the dart uh, to the desktop oh. through that door even though i knew they were going to do it because they oh, had to do yeah. it and so I had to so I went back I saw it at the, the cinema three times and it's very rare that I go and see a film at the cinema more than once and um, yep. and I um, and so and so the second time I went to see mm. it I had to force myself to concentrate on Darth Vader because I wanted to see just how and but it's just the fact that he just turns up and it, it's when it's dark and yeah. then the music comes on and then the lightsaber yeah. just flashes Sorry, and you see the red can thing. we stop doing this podcast because I really want to just go watch Rogue One right now <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so and it's just amazing because then yeah. he just slaughters them all which is obviously yeah. a horrendous but it shows yeah. just how 
much of a badass. And he's just, and also he's just playing. Like yeah. he's doing, he's not it's even. It's not like, even a hard thing for he's him. He's not even thinking about it. He's going, "How can I kill this one? Oh, I think I'll throw him against the ceiling." <laughs> yeah. and, and do I'll I choke this one? For yeah, a bit and then I'll kill it. him again. Yeah, and, then and it's just, just like, do I want to want to block these shots, or do I want to just pull their guns off them? Yeah. Oh, I'll block these shots. I'll pull these guns. Yeah, and he's just like, you know, he's just like, it's just like he's just. But it's, again, it's, it's the fact, like like you said about just the desperation, because obviously at that point they've mm. they've gone to the planet, which is a desperate thing anyway. They've got through all of the all of this kind of security stuff, got to the tower, got up the tower, you know, K2SO's died just to lock mm. the door and give them more time. Then, yeah, yeah. you know, the main bad guy turns up with a load of troopers. They mm. then have to then storm the way up and climb to the very top yeah, just yeah. to open up the and realign the dish or whatever. Mm, yeah. Then they finally get that through. They finally get the things to think, yes, they're going to do it. And then, mm. oh no, Darth Vader's turned up. Yeah. And then it's like, come on, just yeah, get it yeah. through. Yeah. And it's just that horrible moment where the door doesn't shut fully. Yeah. And the, the guy, the one guy, is just there going, "Please, just take it, take it, yeah, take yeah, it." Yeah. And it's just they're all dying behind him, and it's yeah. just this one final moment. He's going, "Ah!" Yeah, he goes, "I know I'm about to die. Yeah. Please take the." Oh bands. yeah, it is so good because it just gets that whole emotion yeah. going, and it's the cool. And again, it's that culmination of this mm. entire character's arc mm. of these desperate yeah. moments, yeah. kind of coming to the fore and going, "If you don't, ta- if somebody doesn't mm. take this, this has all been for nothing." Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, but at the same time, you don't mm. because it's this. You get wrapped up in the story. And the thing, and what's really interesting, because people people criticised Rogue One and said, "Well, Rogue One would only be is only a good film because of Star Wars, Star Wars: A New Hope, Episode Four. Yeah. And they say otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Blah blah. That is probably true. Having said that, you do you you do know how destructive the Death Star is because you see it blow up that city. Yeah, you do. And so he, I think... And you I, see that as one. Yeah. Because it's like, well, if that's just one chamber of yeah. this entire five-chamber destruction thing... Yeah. So I think even if you've never seen... Even if you know nothing about Star Wars, and so some references you'd miss, of course, and you probably wouldn't... Which basically, if you live in yeah. Tibet, it's yeah, probably exactly. the only reason why you probably don't know about it. Like a mountain retreat. Yeah. But if you don't know about Star Wars and you haven't seen any of the other films... And actually, I, I do have friends who I've, who I've sat never with... Never seen Star Wars. Yeah, never seen mm. Star Wars. And and, um, but I think you could still watch that film as a one-off and still be and still understand how horrendous the Empire is and how important oh, yeah. it is to stop the Death Star and stuff like that. Um, oh, so I think massively it, so. I think obviously if you've seen the other Star Wars films, you're going to get more enjoyment out of it. But I, think, mm. I would argue it still stands alone. Massively um, so. And I think it, that's the thing. You, you kind of come out of it going, wow, I really feel that that was a journey that I've been on. That is, is mm. both amazing and has added so much to the yeah. universe. I think that's mm. the other thing, it's adding value. Yeah, yeah. That kind of film adds mm. value to yeah. the Star Wars universe. Mm. And it's this desperate mm. thing that that's what I came out of it going, okay, yeah, I really do hate the Empire. Yeah. And the reason why the rebels are there is for this reason, to mm. destroy this horrible thing mm. and bring freedom back to the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Really good. And I think you don't get that with the new ones. Mm. like Because the mm. new order coming on to the new ones it's like well actually just before we do I've, so I've got one I've got a, one so for me just to add to, we said we'd talk about Rogue One for ages because we've how much we've <laughs> but for me so for me it was even more poignant so this was if you go if you google Reverend Daniel Woodhouse um, you'll find so I just want to because I think this is I, I almost feel a bit weird talking about myself in this but I think no you this, don't you love this, talking about no, yourself no 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 but the um, so <laughs> I um, so um, I've been in the news uh, recently not major news well I've been in a few 
uh, kind of some some news articles and stuff um, for having more um, on the front pages of the Saudi Arabian um, yeah, Telegraph. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So basically, um, if you if you don't know, you should. There's a there's a war raging Yemen currently still, um, yeah. and the uh, the weapons for the and there's war crimes happening left, right, and centre. Biggest cholera outbreak ever in human history in Yemen. Uh, the weapons are being yeah. supplied by Britain, um, uh, even though they know that war crimes are happening. Now, so via, I'm a, via BAE systems. Via BAE, BAE systems. And so I, I'm an, an, uh, an anti-arms activist, which, you know, you may not be able to <laughs> guess from, from talking about Warhammer yeah. stores. Sort of but um, so um, so I went to see that film at, at the point where... Well, I mean, you've only just got rid of your massive gun collection. Yeah, you, that's so. it. Yeah, I felt it was that. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time. That's it. And um, still so, kept the AK-47. Yeah, though. you got to, though. It's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and um, Anton Kalashnikov yeah. gave you that himself. Yeah, that's that's, it's, it's that's signed. history. It's signed. Um, and so just uh, like burned into the yeah, wood. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's worth a lot. Wow. So you know, anyway, um, uh, and it was the point where, as an activist, uh, me and other activists were looking at this situation, going, "There are war crimes happening, and the the British government are doing not only doing nothing about it, but are trying to sell more weapons to." Mm. Um, to Saudi Arabia to use indefinitely to be used in war crimes in in Yemen through through the planes, diverting bombs from the RAF to um, Saudi Arabia because they couldn't get they couldn't get enough bombs to to drop on Yemen. War crimes happening left, right, and centre. And so we as activists have got to the point where we decided we need to take direct action and try and physically disarm the planes. Right. And so when I went to see. Um, Rogue One I knew that within a week or two I was going to be breaking into a base to try and to <laughs> literally try and disarm wow. planes which were which were going to be committing war crimes mm. and so I went to see this film where it was a group of nobodies trying to prevent um, a government complicit project uh, in war crimes basically and so for me it was so ridiculously poignant um, have you just compared yourself so, to the rebel alliance uh, well I, you know yeah i mean to be fair i mean if you're an activist if you're an anti-arms activist uh going against a government which is super happy with selling weapons to war criminals mostly because the prime minister's husband's got is a bigger shareholder in ba systems um so anyway is um um, you know, you can't help but see some similarities, and it's cr- it almost seems crazy to talk about it. But then it was crazy to, you know, I you know could have been facing a long prison sentence. Uh, yeah, we could be doing this off. podcast from yeah, inside Her Majesty's prison. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and we were acquitted actually because of the huge evidence of war crimes. Mm. Um, and um, uh, and this goes on. So for me, so just talking about Star Wars and Rogue <laughs> yeah, One. Yeah, I, 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 as soon so... as you told me that you were found not guilty, yeah. I just could not believe yeah. that. <laughs> I was yeah. like, "How is this possible?" Because yeah, yeah. you, obviously, because mm. you, you also pre- you pleaded guilty. You pleaded. Oh no, guilty we, no, no we, ple- we, we pleaded not guilty. No, you, no, um, you, said you pleaded guilty for breaking in. So no, well, no, we did. We pleaded not guilty for criminal damage on the basis. So, oh right. So okay. what we said is, we definitely damaged stuff. We were definitely there, and we have a um, we had a statement saying what we were doing and why we were there, and we were caught red-handed. <laughs> Breaking into one of the one of the uh, hangars Hangar where where there was loads of Saudi planes, um, which were being built and maintained by BA Systems, and um, and so we pleaded not guilty on the basis that we uh, in in UK law, um, if you believe that there is a crime happening, there are a major crime happening. There's lots of things you can do which might otherwise be considered a crime to try and prevent it. And so we said we fully believe that these weapons would be used for um, war crimes in Yemen and we brought lots of evidence of this, uh, of these war crimes. 
Um, we believe that the government was was had zero interest in doing anything about it. They regularly met with regularly met with BA systems, never met with any kind of major humanitarian organisations who were bringing evidence of war crimes, and so um, and so we said we believed that there was no other option other than to break in and disarm these planes which we we, right. we had the information so we could do that safely by the way so it wasn't going to be willy-nilly and um and so um, and so the the judge um acquitted us on the basis that he believed uh he was he was happy that we that if we did not break into that base the major crimes would be committed and so we were acquitted on that on he that also basis. likes you toms uh yeah because i did wear toms you, you wore toms into a court <laughs> yeah. which is just ridiculous black, black toms to be fair but i did <laughs> i did wear it. it's really difficult oh. to find shoes that are ethically made so so i wore black well toms that was that was the thing that when i looked at the picture of you outside the court yeah i'm like oh dan looks quite smart and then i looked down and it was instead of me going <clears throat> like oh yeah he's been acquitted the first thing i noticed was saying Dan's wearing bloody toms outside <laughs> of a court. What's going on here? Well, to be to be fair to me though, I didn't wear my black toms, which have got glow in the dark galaxies and astronauts on. So um, I did wear the oh. I did wear the plain black black toms. Um, yeah. So, so so yeah, go and go and go and Google that if you want for the um, for um, for Reverend Daniel Woodhouse VA system in and, connection to Rogue and, One, and you'll find yeah yeah that's it, and you'll find all this information about about how we broke in. So for me, so I'm just saying for me it was oh, it was the whole film because I did that knowing what I was going to be doing in in a couple of weeks time, and I actually went to see the film because I was thinking if I'm going to literally this is what I was thinking was. I could be remanded for months. Um, if I'm found guilty, I could be in prison for for years. Um, yeah. And so I was thinking... Re- Result of five years, I think. Yeah. And I, and I was like, well, it, 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 we could have been tried. It could have been the largest um, conspiracy to commit criminal damage in UK history. But because they wanted to keep it out of the media as much as possible, we were just done for... Um, criminal damage except for possibly the gunpowder plot I feel um, like that was slightly bigger no we would have been it would have been almost a billion pounds worth of damage we we could have we could have been we could have been tried for conspiracy houses of parliament made pretty big expenses yeah that, probably, having said that they anyway let's not go into the gunpowder <laughs> plot that's a tangent of a tangent yes um, and I, I completely forgot what I was going to um, so basically so you were linking yeah. it to Rogue so One. yeah so um, for me it was super I'm sure George so Lucas the, is so going to be really the, pleased yeah about. well he didn't make it uh, he had nothing to do oh, with yeah. it and that's why it was so good um, and um, and um, so we, uh, so I went to that, watch that film, going. Well, if I'm going to be in prison for a long period of time, I really do want to go and see the new Star Wars film before. Um, before you go to yeah, trial. Before yeah, before I go through all that because I really don't want to miss out on it. And then it was about you know these kind of rebels, you know these nobodies, which me and my friend Sam were trying to um, trying to cause, cause prevent war crimes from happening. Mm. So that's why it's poignant. Um, for me but anyway going on to the new going one on to and the, the new, new order and I'll just actually um, so just I'll let you kind of talk in a moment that's what annoys me what you're talking about is important what, 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 what annoys me about the, the new film I did so the first of the new films I thought was alright um, what annoyed me about it from a kind of structural point of view is so in the other films you've got the Empire which have got all the power and all the resources mm. and they have a a, a um, star base that can destroy a planet and when the, when that gets destroyed they can just rebuild it so they <laughs> yeah they that's have, the amazing thing isn't it it's yeah. like who cares yeah. it almost comes down to that it's like um, who cares we've got the entire galaxy yeah. making us stuff exactly so so they have all the so that's that's amazing so they, the, the kind of biggest most powerful thing they've got is something that can destroy a planet and they have all the resources and all the power 
Um, and then you you come to it like a few decades later and everything's changed and um, the kind of what was the rebellion is, seems to have the power now and you know you've got the new republic and all the rest of it however it works yeah and then you've got this other kind of you so um, so you've got so it's kind of the balance has shifted so you've gone from the people who have all the power in the originals was the empire the people who had no power were the rebels in this one the people who had all the power were the New Republic or whatever they call it. Um, yeah, I think the, it's just the, the good New guys. Republic. And then the people who had no, hardly any power were the the, the, the First Order. But somehow... Even, Otherwise known as the Second Triumvirate. Yeah, yeah. But somehow, even though the First Order have almost no power relative to the Empire and almost no resources relative to the Empire, yeah. they, they managed to have a weapon that can not destroy one planet, <laughs> can destroy several planets at once. And so well, that makes zero sense. This is the thing about that. Because I went into it going, I have no idea what this is about. Yeah. I don't know any kind of storylines. I don't know if they're going to... Because I know like, there's some follow-on books and mm. stuff that have gone on. Yeah, And there's this whole kind of universe that has been created outside mm. of it in terms of after what happens with Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Well, so you, shouldn't, like, you shouldn't be expected to read... But this is what I'm the, saying. If you go and see films, like, you shouldn't I, be expected to yeah. watch or read the little things that come in between. Absolutely, because I was like, I don't know any of this stuff. Yeah, I yeah. don't know if this is... That was like the problem with... Um, part of it or not. Um, General Grievance, which was... Um, everyone's like, who is this guy? I think it's General Grievous. Uh, yeah, I call him General Grievance because <laughs> it's, it's more funny. And, and it's kind of like, well, what if... Um, like so, everyone. So suddenly, he's got this character which seems like a major person, major kind of character, which you know nothing about, and you go, "Oh, you should have watched the cartoons." And you go, "No, no, you shouldn't." Sorry, I all. mean, if you want to go and watch them, great, but you know, sorry, I'm just. You shouldn't saying, have to. Yeah, exactly. Completely, um, absolutely, yeah. and I think that's the problem with with the new ones is because you you end up, I ended up going into that going, well, I don't really know anything about this, and I don't know who the First Order are. Hmm. I don't know why they're important. They clearly hmm. just look and like want to be fanboys of the Empire, yeah. but a quid cheaper. Very happy to see like kind of um, redhead done good <clears throat> when it comes to... Um, so that's good for, you know, good for him, the red-headed guy who is like in control. Oh, um, Domhnall Gleeson's yeah. character, whose name I can't remember. So, he just leaks, he needs some sun. He looks yeah. super pasty in that. I don't know if they've made him more white. No, I don't he, think so. You should I, see my legs. <laughs> I was I was telling someone uh, actually only yesterday when I was in when I was in I went for a um, a bit of a world tour in two weeks um, a few years ago I was in I was by the banks of the river Ganges in India and there is um, this uh, and they they kind of do everything in the Ganges kind of they wash their clothes um, and you know have a bath and everything. My mum went to a really um, weird place and but sure yeah and um, and so I was sat on the banks bank of the river Ganges and um, amazing absolutely incredible like real privilege to go over there and, and experience. I mean, you'd never that. seen water before. Um, so no, I mean, it just and, um, blew your mind. And the and so there, so there was this kind of girl who must have been about five or six, kind of washing with her family. And she kind of she wasn't really washing; she was just playing. And she yeah. kind of she kind of swam over to where near where I was sat and got and kind of she. Um, I didn't. Uh, She'd never seen a ghost before, so she had, thought, no. "Wow, what, who is <laughs> well, this?" Well, this is the thing. So she said she kind of. So we didn't speak each other's language and. Uh, and I can't. Yeah, but nobody speaks ginger, mate. I'm um, sorry. And though actually, I think one of the major languages out there is English, so a lot of people know. Yeah, English. she oh, yeah. she didn't speak much English herself, and um, and so I guiltily went over there, having not learned much of the language, and. Um, <laughs> Um, and like a but, classic yeah, Brit, I know. I'm so sorry, India. I do apologize massively. Sorry for the all the stuff we stole as well, and we were not giving back to you. Apologize for that. Um, but we, um, so I was there, and she, and she was like, "I'll come and have a swim." She was basically, she was like, kind of communicating through different, and clearly, she wanted me to come and have a swim with her. 
And I thought, oh, no, I'm not having a swim. However, I communicated that back. But she was really insistent. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll have a paddle. So I took off my shoes and socks and then started to pull my trousers up so I can go and have a paddle in the Ganges with this with this girl. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, okay. And she, and then as I pulled my legs up, she pointed at my legs, laughed, and just said white because <laughs> my legs are nice. so incredibly Milk pale. Bottles. So, yeah, so I don't think they have CGI'd any more whiteness onto him. I think okay. he is like, so sometimes, like, if I go out in the sun for a bit, I talk about my skin being off white. My skin is incredibly pale. Yeah. As someone who has um, got red hair. Well, if so, your heritage is what we think it is, which yeah. is potentially Norse, yeah. you basically aren't supposed to see the sun for a long yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah, we need to get our vitamin D courage. when we can. Yeah, exactly. We need to soak that um, So, yeah. But, yeah, anyway. and I think, yeah, that's the thing about about that film. It was I came into it going, I don't know what the First Order's about. I don't know why. Mm, and then yeah. you go, well, the whole point of The Return of Jedi is the fact that you've broken the Empire and they're destroyed, mm. as far as you're aware. And, like, the, the Republic will be formed again. And mm. the idea is that that's going to be such a strong thing mm. that it will never be broken again. But then also it's like, well, yeah, the, the First Order are back and now there's this thing called the Resistance, which sounds yeah. a lot like the Rebellion. Yeah, yeah. And you go, well, why is there a need for the resistance? And it never really explains it. They just kind yeah. of go, yeah, this is it now, and you've got to accept it. Mm, yeah. So here's here's what you have, and 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 there you go. And yeah, then yeah. we're gonna just roll the film, and things are gonna explode. And it's just got to the point where I went, <clears throat> I don't really know why I should care about these characters. Mm. Um, and like Cameron Poe's cool, who's like the the X-wing fighter mm. ace or whatever. Yeah. They were going to kill him off, I think, quite early on. Oh, I heard about that. But yeah, they didn't because he was so cool. Yeah, which is fair enough. Um, but then, yeah, you just kind of go, all right. Well, these guys want to be like lesser. They're like a lesser empire. Mm. Okay, I get that. Yeah. But then, yeah, it just it it the fact that again, it didn't feel threatening to me, mm. and the fact that they could blow up several planets. Could you go? Mm. Well, that's not for for me. Mm. That's not as threatening as the Death yeah. Star because the Death Star is like this ominous presence mm. that mm. kind of goes. Well, we could blow your planet. We might not. Yeah, but, yeah. You know that because that's individually going to be mm. more scary yeah. than doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Stalin who said it, but it's still a great line, which is one death is a tragedy, but a, a million deaths is a statistic. Yeah. You know, yeah. so one planet blown up, you go, oh my gosh, that's horrible. But five, you go, oh wow, that's a lot of planets blown yeah, up. Yeah. And it just doesn't have the same yeah. kind of effect for yeah. me anyway. Yeah, it's kind of like, if you, I don't, so Independence Day was one of my favourite films as a kid. Um, <laughs> Welcome and, to Earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, other than how it kind of suggests that the US saves the world. God damn right, Joel, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, well, it is an amazing film. It is an amazing <laughs> film. And so I went begrudgingly to see the new Independence Day film. Did you? Um, yeah. You actually went to see well, that? we I did, but based upon how much I loved the first one, which was probably a reason not to go and see it, but I, I kind of went to see it anyway. And so they were like, "Well, how do we make a?" F-? So the, the first Independence Day film was incredible. That was incredible because that had these city-sized ships. Yeah, um, yeah. So how do we make hovering over yeah. historical landmarks around the world? Exactly. So it's like, how do we make that even better so how do we make that film even better how do we make the second one better than the first what if we make a, a spaceship that is half the size of the planet ooh that'd be amazing <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. and the film's awful um, yeah. so um, and because it's so bigger doesn't necessarily mean no. um, better and the same for, and that's what I thought with the film it was just yeah. like well it was it was alright but it's yeah. not but it's just it's like who cares if you can blow are you right yeah. with that starting start like, oh you can blow up five planets and and also, I was thinking, how can they Apologies see? Apologies to the people who have been on that planet. Yeah, obviously, because mm-hmm. you're all dead now. And it's also like, oh, there. So basically, then they show you the five major planets in Star Wars fluff, which yeah. I'm sure aren't that close together. So <laughs> yeah. you can see, so you're on Coruscant, and Coruscant can see all the other planets getting blown up. It's like, 
I don't think those planets are that I, yeah. close to each other. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, this galaxy is enormous, yeah. so that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So that was the problem because you ended up kind of going, well, I don't care about all these guys, and they all mm. just don't really do anything. And then Kylo Ren seems like a really emo guy who yeah. doesn't know what he wants to do, and mm. like he's a good. The actor who does it is a really good actor, and yeah. he's in another film called Logan Lucky, which is he plays an amazing character in that. Yeah, this kind of like hillbilly kind of character who's mm. just fantastic. But in that, you know, he's kind of this. I can understand the kind of confliction between it all, and that works. But yeah. then you get like Snoke, who's like, well, who is this guy? Mm. I don't understand mm. why yeah. he's important. Yeah, uh, why is he all powerful? I don't get this. Mm. And then you know, Ray comes out of nowhere, and again, yeah. it's like I just don't think she's a great character personally. Mm. I, I, I think I like her more than you do. I think she's yeah, yeah. no, you do. But yeah. I think again, it's there's, there's no character where. You, mm. It's just like all I've been abandoned by my parents, and mm. they made a big thing about it in the first one where it was like, "Well, who were her parents? That must be quite an important yeah. thread." Yeah, because obviously she's got these force powers. Mm. Oh, okay, so her parents must be important. Yeah. And, and at first, I think a lot of people thought, and I certainly did, which was, "Oh, maybe she's Luke's kid, yeah. and that's why he's gone missing because yeah. he's in denial about the fact he's had mm. a kid or yeah. whatever reason." And but it's like, oh no, she's just she's just kind of here mm. and. And that's it. Yeah. And I think that was the problem because you kind of go, well, I don't really care about her. Mm. I just didn't care about mm. her. And, and it just, yeah, it just was a bit, yeah, boring. And uh, like you said, it was pretty much just a new hope where it's like, yeah. well, a few of them are going to get into the base and we're going to have to blow it up from the inside. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the. And even like flew through kind of um, canyon type, not canyons, like those, <laughs> the kind of, they found a way somewhere on the planet where they could fly yeah. down a narrow trench. <laughs> yeah. Like a ravine or something, yeah. isn't it? It was, no, it was like, it was the, like the man made pub. It was like, so it looked. At the yeah. Door, so. And I think that yeah. was it. You kind of get to the point where you're like, hmm. Yeah, I'm not not particularly enjoying this too much. Yeah. Like it was good it and was it's good, entertaining, yeah. Yeah. but I didn't come out of it like I did mm. the first or the second one, yeah. where you go, "Wow, a new hope was amazing." Yeah, and then that they've kind of great. and then they let the stuff down because even with so the the new ones out on DVD now has been out for about a month and I haven't bought mm. it and I just it feels like I thought oh, I should maybe buy it and watch it and it feels like a chore to go. That's and watch the thing, it. and it shouldn't feel like yeah, a chore at all because this is it. such an amazing universe. And like the thing like is it Snoke and it's just like so again with Snoke you just kind of see him at the end and he's just like, "Ooh, who's this kind of power behind uh, it?" Yeah. And and with so in and so you, which they're completely copying off like Darth Sidious and the Emperor, where you like see this, yeah. you see this hologram off him, and you go, "Oh, this guy looks like he's in charge." I wonder who he is. Mm. And then amazingly, they draw out his character um, in the other two films, in like yeah. episode four and five, uh, five and six, should I say? Um, where so with Snoke, you're like, "Oh, okay, okay." So there's this new kind of arch bad guy who's behind it all. Well, going back Ooh, to that, actually yeah. in four and uh, four and five, or mm. no, five and six, sorry, yeah with Emperor Palpatine you go yeah. this guy's insane yeah. you can see yeah. why he's in charge this yeah. guy is hardcore yeah. man yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. want to mess with him yeah, and I mean yeah. if Vader's bowing down to him you know yeah. there's a reason why Yeah, and they kind of show that a little bit mm. obviously in episode 2 and 3 mm. but again oh, like, just yeah. those two films annoy me as well mm. just Hayden Christensen's wooden acting is just <laughs> terrible yeah. you know and I mean it saved it a little bit because obviously um, Revenge it, of the Sith was very dark and I liked yeah, that it, yeah. and the fall part mm. of it was really yeah. good yeah it's true but, but again, I still think it was it could have been like, better. You but can this, see this coming a mile away. The fact that he's like he's the one who's going to take everything down, yeah. and it just feels like yeah. everyone's dumb for not seeing yeah. this. And it's and again, like it, this was just to slag off George Lucas more because you know that's fashionable to do that, isn't it? Is that he? <laughs> it is for you. Is um, he? 
um, is really controlling of his actors, and this was a big. Oh, problem. really? So you've got some incredible actors like Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> who is like famously the like the biggest One badass of the best ever you could ever have. As and an he's actor. just like, and you've got him as like the head Jedi. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is going to be incredible. Samuel L. Jackson with a lightsaber. This is going to be amazing. And he, George Lucas, does nothing with Pretty him. Pretty much nothing with him. And the same for all the other actors as well. Mm. And he's really controlling as to how they act. And so I think some of the bad acting actually comes out of George Lucas being super controlling. Yeah, um, maybe. As, yeah, as maybe. A, as a director. Because uh, it is very is, much just like, yeah, you can see it coming mm. a mile off and it's not. Yeah. Um, but, just, yeah. but then you so in in episodes you know um, four five and six you draw out this this arch bad guy and, yeah. and you make him scary and you just think this guy's a psychopath and yeah. all the rest of it and then you go oh okay Snoke. so okay fair enough so it's obviously a massive copy of Emperor Emperor mm. Palpatine, Palpatine and all the rest of it and then they go and then the makers go well let's do something a bit original let's kill him in the <laughs> yeah. in the next film spoilers and. Um, and it's just like, oh, so we learned nothing about him. So we know nothing yeah, about him. We don't know, know where nothing. he came from. We don't know why he was there. He most pointless character ever. Literally pointless. Um, pointless. Oh, and, pointless. And, and it's and like so it's, it's almost like Mace Windu all over again, where yeah. you kind of go, well, why are you here? Yeah. What do you do? Because yeah. you're. It's not like you're out in the field. It's not yeah. like you're, mm. you know, commanding a huge battleship, and that's what yeah. you're really good at, and that's yeah. what's really menacing. It's just like, yeah, you're just there on a throne, looking yeah. really. Like you need some rest. Yeah, exactly. Look like you've been on too many nights out and mm. you just need to have a decent night's sleep, mate. Leave yeah. the kebabs alone <laughs> and just chill out. Because then again, he just dies and it's like, well, mm. you didn't do anything. You just didn't do anything. Yeah. And then they have that whole moral moment. But then again, it's the whole Ray kind of going, oh, I've had two two lightsaber sessions and yeah. now I'm amazing at using yeah, yeah. a lightsaber. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yeah. there's no training in that. Yeah. There was no... Go- yeah. It's just like, oh... Okay. Yeah, um, they did a that's bit. It. They didn't right. even do much of a kind of Rocky style montage. At least do a montage. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> that's called a montage. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, so I think maybe we like maybe bringing it to getting close to the yeah. end as to so let's finish on something positive from the most recent Star Wars <laughs> film, which is what I really like was the to and fro between was it Broom Boy, kind of, <laughs> Broom Boy. Really looking forward to that spin off, um, Broom Boy. Um, so what I'm really what I thought was really good actually was the two and fro between Kylo Ren and um, Luke Skywalker as that to was why good. Kylo Ren does fell. the things he does. Yeah. So first of all, you that know, was very good. And you, so the back of, and so you both you hear it from both sides on a couple of occasions, mm. and you get more and more detail. So first of all, it's like, actually oh, it's- on a side note, the positive thing for me was watching that tree go up with uh, Yoda in the background laughing his head off. Which, that which looks that? really really funny. The, you know, the, oh, when the tree goes, the, the ancient flames. tree yeah, with all yeah. the text and yeah, stuff, yeah. and he's going, <laughs> yeah, in yeah. the background, that looked like yeah. we're just like an arsonist mm, having yeah. fun. That's it. And although on a next so it's like so it's called the Last Jedi, right? Which, yeah, uh, which and clearly so, isn't the and case. So what what are they gonna do with the next film? It could be almost like the return of the Jedi. Um, when yeah. the Jedi return, hmm, interesting. Um, that's that's the anyway. So that that was I did mm. like that way. It was a to and fro between why Kylo fell, and and also the kind of general kind of stressing. And people would like moan at his character because he's just like a petulant teenager. It feels like it. I quite like him. I like his character. Uh, and I like his tent, um, like temper tantrums and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, no. and his like immaturity, I think, is. Um, well, I is think good. what I found with the positives out of this one was was um, Cameron Poe's character developing a lot more. That was mm. good. Nice to see John Boyega's character, who is uh, Finn or Flynn, whatever the guy. Finn, is. yeah, yeah. Not he, Tron. That was a great film. That was a great film. Um, <laughs> yeah, his his kind of 
development was nice as well. Or well, Flynn was also the computer from uh, the TV kids show Fifty Fifty. If you've ever seen seen that. Um, okay. Anyway, Finn, yeah, go on. Finn, yeah. So like that was nice to kind of see his development because again it had the element of which was in the first one where he's just trying to escape. Yeah, yeah. And the situation got to the point mm. where they were going to potentially die or all the ships mm. being chased. Yeah. And it, again, that that was another thing though. Kind of, sorry, I know it's a little bit negative, mm. but just kind of, oh well, we're being chased by the um, first order. Mm. We're just going to keep running, but now we're running out of fuel. Yeah. And we're going to do that for two hours as a backstory to see <laughs> the fact that that's the way the fleet is heading. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. But yes, whereas his kind of going, right, well, I was going to flee, but this mm. girl's caught me. Yeah. And now I'm going to have to kind of do, <coughs> yeah. do the right thing, essentially. Yeah, but it's felt a bit wishy-washy and all over the place, that film. And also then yeah. you've completely broken Star Wars by, it turns out, by the way, if you just get a ship that's of reasonable size and just go to light <laughs> yeah. speed, you can just destroy anything. Sacrifice one person. Yeah. You can and probably you, do it with a droid. And you could probably do it with a droid or, yeah, you could definitely do it with a droid or even just like just put it on autopilot. Hyperspace. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> Into that. Just killed so, loads there you go. You could have done that with a Death Star. You've taken one <laughs> ship and just flew it at hyperspeed. We, are, we are just breaking Star Wars no, all over the Star place. Wars has broken Star Wars. That's a problem. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, so I think those are the positives. <laughs> Kind of coming out of it was really yeah. good characterization yeah. out of the lack of characterization that's there. Because yeah. again, it was the, it was nice to see nice to see Luke back, yeah. but again, it just kind of felt like he was this washed up old guy mm. who just yeah doesn't want to have anything to do with anything, and that yeah. kind of felt like well, that doesn't seem what Luke Skywalker Skywalker would be about because mm. yeah. he's always been about hope and he's always been about even when tragedy strikes, mm. he's gonna prevail and try and yeah. do the right thing and yeah. e- you know even in uh, Return to the Jedi or Return to the Return to the Jedi Return of the Jedi no that's what the next one's going to be <laughs> yeah. Star Wars episode nine, Return to the Jedi called it <laughs> um, you know he even though his father dies it's like well yeah I know that that was a massive tragedy for mm. me but yeah. I'm still going to go on and, and I'm going to have hope in the mm. fact that he yeah. in the end became came back to the light mm. and I'm going to use that to as my kind of hope and my thing to go mm. on and train more Jedi yeah you know whereas this one he just was like I'm just some washed up guy who's yeah. just really living in self-imposed mm. exile on this planet yeah on these rocks and it's just kind of like okay yeah fine mm. um yeah, so to sum up, um, I think all of what we said is Star Trek's better. <laughs> <laughs> we should still go Star Trek, yeah. actually, in another oh, episode. Star Trek. But yeah, no, um, no. Well, thank, but do, I mean, to be fair, though, like, we've slagged off George Lucas a lot, rightfully so. But um, but to be fair, thank you, George Lucas, for actually coming up with Star Wars in, in the Absolutely, beginning. Yeah. He did come up with a No, cool and this concept. is the thing. It's, it's like, I do love this show, and I, I love this show, love this universe. Yeah. You know, and I'm not like a huge fanboy, but mm. I do love it, and I can mm. see why other people are really, really are involved in it. Yeah, and I think it's just elements of it which you go, I just want it to be as good as it can be. Yeah, yeah. And I think because obviously yeah. I think people are probably going to think, think this is this thing so precious about slagging it. this off a lot, but yeah. I think also it's the fact of yeah, people are really yeah. precious about it, and I think mm. I can yeah. understand why people get so passionate mm. about this and 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 get so involved because it's mm. such a, a a lovable universe that everybody can kind of get involved yeah. in. Um, and on a side note, I hope they do with with my fantasy stuff whenever mm. that comes out. Yeah, what's because, that called? Uh, the Casting Crown Saga. Cool. So look in in bookshops sometime <laughs> in the next decade. Some to- hopefully in the next decade. Yeah, <laughs> uh, coming to Waterstones near you. Yeah. Um, you know, because again, it's that Helen of mm. I want to create a world where people can get involved mm. and be a part of it. And, yeah. And I think that's what Star Wars is. And I think it's just 
when you have the bar set at basically 11 from yeah. the originals yeah. it's really hard to get to that place again mm. Um, mm. so I you know but I, I, I keep making them sure we'll but go again, see them just go and do just do original ideas please but just yeah because Rogue we'll see what Han Solo's seven. like imagine if they let them do whatever they wanted with episode 7 and just <laughs> yeah. rather than just trying to remake A New Hope and just do whatever you want let's go in a mm. complete new direction imagine how good that would have been <laughs> Anyway, anyway, <laughs> I think we'll we'll end it on we'll that. End it there. Um, yeah. I think because yeah. I think we've then, all... but with with hope that the solo film again because I think they're going to have free range to do Almost whatever they want. Um, a new hope. Uh, in yeah, the new Star Wars uh, yeah. film. That's it. So so yeah, the solo film with a new hope. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. but it, it does look really interesting mm, and yeah. classically they've put I, Amelia Clark in it. Oh yeah, and of it'll course, be successful because yeah. she's insanely yeah. hot. Um, and so maybe that's the that box chick tick so they can do original stuff. The, I mean, I'm a little bit grumpy. Into some ways the I'm, chick box tick. Yeah, <laughs> the, the, that, that hot one from Game of Thrones, which is basically why everyone's going to see it. But I was a bit frustrated to begin with because I don't think you need to, I don't think you need to make a solo film because... Um, like, you don't need to, of course. No, it's about- but, but the point is, is because in episode one, uh, in episode four, and you hope until George Lucas screwed with it, with it, you'd kind of you'd you'd done that setup. Like Han Solo mm. was set up in two minutes, so you'd probably don't need to make a film. But I'm hopeful that it would be as good as Rogue One. Um, yeah, or at least getting close because it. it's it's more Empire days, isn't it? Mm. As well, yeah. yes, in I terms of that, that's true. Like. Yeah timeline universe yeah, stuff yeah, so yeah. that'll be interesting mm, so you might yeah. see some little things coming into that yeah and you're going to see a card game of some kind because um, <laughs> yeah. Han Solo needs to get he needs to uh, win the Millennium yeah. Falcon doesn't he yeah off, that's it um, yeah uh, Lando Calrissian don't know what other things need to happen I'm hoping to see a cape from him at least a cape oh yeah, yeah see yeah. some capes in the, in this I'm bad boy thinking. yeah um, a young uh, young Chewbacca yeah teenage I, Chewbacca with his teenage angst be, yeah I mean he's just never ages though does he Chewbacca's always yeah, the same which is um, fine so yeah so yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what any of the plot line's going to be at all yeah. but I think it'll be interesting I don't, yeah. I've don't. i never seen the guy who's playing Han Solo mm. in any other film at all yeah. so I have no idea if he's so actually I, any good hopefully that's a good sign that they rather than going but it could for, be, yeah. for a big name they've gone for a good actor yeah it could be yeah he's like a, a new up and coming mm. type thing because yeah. this the, the Solo project mm. um had a lot of problems like a couple of the writers dropped back dropped mm, out and then there really? are a couple of directors that have dropped wow. out um yeah that was last year and then obviously it's, yeah. it's, it's, they've managed to get mm. it all back on track and maybe maybe solo will make me like um boba fett um i really want to be i really want to see him in it i don't I know think, if he's, he's got to be in it surely they had they had really i mean why to unless they're going to make their own boba fett film please don't then I'd see um, it. I'd, I'd well, that. obviously I'd see it as well. Come but um, but I think they could. I do, mean, the Mandalorians are just cool. <laughs> and they could do. I think they could do the Boba Fett stuff within the solo film because clearly yeah. they've got history. So I think yeah. they, they think doing yeah, that together sense. makes sense. Yeah. That would that would make sense to kind of tie them in together. And maybe maybe it will. Maybe it'll be mm. like both of them were at the academy together or yeah. whatever. And yeah. they had a punch up or something. Or maybe mm. he's in the card game and he loses because Han Solo cheats or something. Yeah. And gets yeah. So and Boba Fett wanted the, the yeah. You wanted the Millennium Falcon, it's but like you know, but second to, prize. To be honest, Boba Fett though, he did end up with um, um, with some really interesting weapons. By which I mean seismic weapons that work somehow in a vacuum. <laughs> Absolutely. <sighs> so yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and on that, I think we'll think that, we'll end there. And on that, actually, no, let's do it positively. Thank you, George Lucas, for do, doing a great, like, great kind of. Actually, thing yeah. Let's was, let's yeah. just. 
as a blanket yeah. everybody who's been involved in yeah. Star Wars, whether it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Except no, a bazillion, whichever there's going to be. Except for the, the people who 50. no, except for the people who just want to make loads of money out of it and don't allow any creative creativity. <laughs> We're not thanking you. We don't like you. But thank you for everyone whoa, else. <laughs> whoa. I hopefully maybe want to work in this industry one day. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's just Dan's a point. <laughs> yeah. But do work in the industry. You want to do something original. Yeah, no, I do want to do original stuff. But if somebody mm. came along to me one day and went, hey, we've seen a couple of your other films. Yeah. Would you be interested in directing a Star Wars film? Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah, of course. So, <laughs> yes, I would. Even though they basically wrote most of the um, script for you. Yeah, I'd just go back to the old films and go, oh, I could use some of this. You'd be, okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, we'll end on that then. We'll see if that happens. Uh, um, yeah, so... But actually, having said that, I would be fair because I'd be like, can I, can I be an extra? Yeah, you would. Case? Yeah, you would. I'd totally sell myself I've already said well. you're going to be an extra in the Last Viking yeah, series, true. if that ever gets is, made. Yeah, I'll be sub. So that'd be happy. amazing. Yeah. Um, so cool, thank now, you. yeah, we're going yeah. on to different topics Yeah, then. so thank so, you very much for listening. Yeah. This has been a long one. I think... Um, but it's been a big re- subject. Reasonably so for Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I think probably an hour and a half have we done. Yeah, and I think that's fair for Star Wars covering most of it in a general manner still listening you're probably not but um but thank you anyway thanks for yeah tu- thank you tuning for tuning in, in for, for another podcast from the two geeks two geeks discuss two geeks discuss two, two geeks discuss right. thanks guys bye